we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last time hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 31 the relap recap tune-up lap three i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by sparko sparko is an italian auto part and accessory company headquartered in Volpiano, <laughs> Turin, Italy. It's it's spelled like Volpiano, is what okay. it is. Um, that specializes in producing items such as seats, steering wheels, harnesses, racewear, and helmets. They contacted us for this episode because it's the ride along lap. So I, it was only appropriate that we got a specialty racing seat maker to sponsor it. Of course. Did you get your Sparco ADV XT seat? In the mail? I did. The only problem is that I have a leased Chevy Cruze I'm going to return in the next six months, so I don't... I'm just sitting in my living room. <laughs> oh, so just like a recliner? Yeah. Um, if you if you guys didn't know, the Sparco ADVXT, we got ours for free, obviously, but um, if you wanted to buy one, it's only $7,950. That's $7,950. Yes. $7,950. So that's the... You can here's, go buy here's one. Here's actually a question for you, what? based on that statement, based on your sentence. If that seat costs, like, say a version of a car seat cost $80, right? Just $79.50. Yeah. And you needed another chair for your living room. Would you buy that? Ooh. Because the, the price is right. I don't know that it would be as comfortable as, like, say, a couch you can get for, like, 300 400 bucks. The thing is, is like, but... the racing se- Have you ever sat in, like, any car that has real racing seats in it? No. Okay, they're not comfortable. They're, like, very stiff. They're not padded. I would imagine that they're not meant for comfort, right? They're meant for... Safety. Yeah. For, for like, stability, so you don't move around in it. It kind of feels like a like a roller coaster seat. Did you ever have, and I don't think you did, because I think if you did, it would have come up, and I did not either, but did you ever have, you know, for video games, like racing games, you could buy, like, the racing chair? No. Or you could buy, like, the steering wheel and the pedals? Did you ever have those or no? No, but um, one of Zach's friends, Gorgeous George's, he has the racing wheel and pedal set for his computer and i forget what we were playing like forza on it or something like that and it's like really wild he had a pretty new one this was like within the past two years so you know they're like now like they have uh feedback you know what i mean like the the wheel rumbles if you run over you know it's cool it was cool it's not something that like i would ever get but because it was it was always something that i wanted ostensibly wanted but i did not ever want to pay for you know what i mean and it's also one of those kind of things where like i'm sure if i asked for that for christmas or something like my parents would have bought it for me but i'd rather have other things than that yeah same um, like it's always a cool thing but it's just a it's a it's a whatever also you need like the setup for it like he had it like you know like attached to a desk upstairs like he had like space and like you need like a full real setup for it and yeah. we always played console games at least i did and you did we didn't have really like the space to put it, you know what I mean? Like you need like a table in front of a like a TV, really. So it doesn't really work with like a coffee table or anything like that. There were some restrictions, yeah. but I, I did lust after the idea as a small child, although it never came together. Yeah, I mean maybe one day you're, you're still you're in the prime of your life for buying for spending needless money on needless shit. Yeah, no kids. That's what happens. Well, here we are tuning up, relapping, recapping lap three, the ride along lap with the Mikester. I don't know that this would be anybody's first episode. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who but knows? if this is your first episode, we break the series, we break the shows, the movies, the podcasts into laps where we watch each movie once. Yes. So this next lap is going to be very exciting because it's going to start the Hobbs and Shaw in it. You know, uh, we're going to have the Hobbs and Shaw laps beginning now. Yeah. Um, but between the time we watch Fate of the Furious and the Fast and the Furious, 
We take a, a little week off, essentially, and we recap where we've been. Decompress. Decompress a little bit. Oil. And just, you know, see where we are. Yeah. You know, check our timing belt. We just got to see how we're doing. So now, before we get into the actual relapping and the recapping, because there's no guests tonight. Mike is not joining us. No. Uh, this is just you and me. Before we get into the relapping and the recapping of it all, the looking back, the looking forward, let's do our normal top of the show stuff. Okay. Yeah, I forgot we do that here. Go ahead. So, first up, extracurricular activities. Activities. What have you been up to in the two weeks or so since we recorded The Fate of the Furious with the Mikester, but since we picked him up for the last ride? Two things. First one, yep. this is just pretty much a direct talk to Wes's wife, but she already knows this. I've gotten the bread thing down to where I'm happy. Cool. I, if you guys have been tracking it, I've been really trying really hard to make bread to my approval. Bought the Italian sourdough cultures, you know, spent a week or so getting them ready and I made some bread, and I'm finally getting nice, airy bread, beautiful holes. I didn't post it on the Facebook page because I don't think anybody would care. But if you want to see it, email us at family at cageclub.me, and yep. I will send you pictures of it. And it's tasty and good, and I'm happy with that. Although we had friends come over. We watched the, the NFL draft this weekend. That was exciting for me. been watching a lot of like playoff hockey and sports and stuff and just trying to lay low. I have some trips coming up soon, so just getting ready for those. I get you. I want to make sure that people know that that is Joe's ABC, Joe's Amateur Baking Corner. Yeah, um, <laughs> thank you. That is our segment sponsored by Mrs. Wes and Stellar Bakes. Yeah. If, you're, if you need cookies, check out Stellar Bakes. That's true. So in the last two weeks since uh, we recorded Fate of the Furious, I did my little, it was originally going to be a bachelor party thing, sort of went uh, Oh, you went awry. there? It just this. became okay. a Cabin in the Woods weekend. It was very cool. We went, it's somewhere between, and I don't know if people know. I, so... This is one of those things where I don't know how well known these things are outside of the northern, northeastern United States. Okay. But there's the Poconos and there's the yeah. Catskills. There's two sort of resort towns, and I don't know how widespreadly or like how how widely known those places are. You it, know what I mean? Like, us, I don't know if for, everyone. For me, like the Poconos is always like a Pittsburgh. Like I grew up in Pittsburgh, so it was always like a Pittsburgh couples date kind of spot. Like right. that was like a romantic getaway. Weekend. I just I just wonder if like people like, like if Wes in Texas knows about you know, the Poconos or whatever maybe. You know, or like people in California like I don't know if they're they do races there so maybe you know yeah. from cars we went to a place we went to this little cabin in the woods uh, halfway between both places it was very cool we got the place for two nights Pretty I knew cheap that too it was it was like uh, I want to say it was nine hundred dollars for two nights it was a cabin that uh, supposedly sleeps six. Which, yes, I'm sure, or maybe eight, I'm sure, yes, you could sleep six or eight people in there. Uh, we had three, and it felt about right. Okay. The place was nice, it was, it was it was a big size, but it was all, like, you could sort of hear everything everywhere. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? And it was just, it was just places, three yeah. dudes, and it was just like, you know, it wasn't, I'm just saying, like, if you went up there, like, with, like, a couple couples or whatever, and, like, you know, one started, like, doing nighttime stuff in the bedroom <laughs> or whatever, like, the whole house would hear. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. it's not it doesn't offer the kind of seclusion, but... For three dudes, we just, you know, we were outside drinking, we came inside, whatever, it was cool. Yeah. Um, they had a hot tub, which was great, because it was, it was warm enough to be outside, but not warm enough to really be outside comfortably. And so, so you just the hot tub. the hot tub was great. Yep. It was the best. Here's a funny story. Um, that I will not, I will, I will spare my friend's name from the story to, to save his, uh, uh, his, his dignity a little bit here, but uh, we went with, I went up with one friend. I, I don't think, he didn't do this intentionally, uh, but we went out to this, like, opening opening night dinner, like, just, you know, on Friday yeah. night, we got up there, we went to this nicer dinner, and we walk in there, and it's not very crowded. Like, it's a nicer place, but it's not very crowded because it's been raining, it's shitty weather, they're in the middle of nowhere, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's the Poconos, yeah. And my friend says to the major D, 
Not too busy tonight, huh? And I was like, why are you saying that, first of all? Yeah, not very nice, because they work on tips most of the time. Exactly. And I was like, you know, I'm like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of shitty weather. Like, I totally understand. They're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's slower or whatever, but it's fine. Slow season, yeah. And then my friend follows it up with a... I'm essentially... I don't remember... I wish I remember verbatim, because it's always going to be better than what I said. But it's essentially like, I can't believe we found a restaurant this nice in a place like this. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, why are you, what are you doing? Stop, stop it. Just stop and talking. I, Shut I your just, mouth. I kind of like, I kind of did that like, that walk away where just like, oh, can't be part of this right Same. now. I do that all the time. Like people start talking and I'll just be like, nope, I'm not involved and in this. I think what happens, he walked away to check if a table was ready or whatever. And I was like, you've got to stop. He's just like, what? I'm like, I, I know where, I know you're well-intentioned here. First of all, at the same time, you're from New Jersey. So let's not, like, pretend like you're from a really nice place, okay? <laughs> Come on, that was my little shot. That was my Pennsylvania shot at New Jersey. Come on. I understand, but Pennsylvania is also kind of a shithole, oh, so yeah, we could just throw her back at you. That's, yeah, I mean, like, the Poconos isn't, like, this, this, like, exotic place. It's just, like, a place, yeah. That's why I was, that was the whole joke. It would have been much funnier if you would have laughed. <laughs> um, so the weekend was good. Uh, I went up there for Friday night. I left Saturday night. By the time I got back, you know, it's like two hours away. I got back. Uh, I texted my friends and said, you know, I'm back home. Like 45 minutes later, my one set, my one friend says, oh yeah, you know, uh, he slept in the movie. Now he's already in bed. Like the other, I just like, oh, I left at exactly the right time. Perfect. But I think they woke up on Sunday morning, took a little nice little hike came home so it was, it was a good weekend for everybody so that was cool. a nice nice weekend saw Endgame won't spoil that here I know you're going to see that I've in a couple days by the time this episode Thursday, comes out yeah, you'll have Thursday seen it. night I have tickets to Sunday but then Zach wanted to go with us and we found tickets for Thursday night I'm, I'm particular our theater lets you pick the seats which is kind of a common thing now and I want to sit like in the back in the middle I picked some seats in the back in the middle and um, I got ones for Thursday night or Sunday, depending on how everything goes, but I will see it by the time this comes out. I'm curious how crowded theaters are. Like, I bought another ticket for Thursday night as well. I don't know if I'm going to go or not, but I've never seen a movie theater parking lot this crowded. Really? I mean, understandably so. This this movie broke every record. It, it yeah. broke literally every box office record. Yeah. My movie theater has a sort of a big front lot, which when it's crowded, when it's busier on, you know, Friday nights, Saturday nights, especially around the holidays, like, you know, Thanksgiving weekend or Christmas weekend, where, like, movie-going times, the front will fill up, you have to go on the sides. Okay. This night, I saw it on Thursday night, you know, the opening night, the night before, whatever. Front was all full, both sides were full, the back was almost entirely full. I had to park in, like, the outer lip of the back. It was... Bananas. Like the, the inside was not crazy inside because like everybody was seated for their movies. You yeah, know what I mean? Course, but yeah. like of those people, I would have to guess like ninety percent were seeing Avengers. Like it's... And if you weren't, you pulled into the lot and were like, fuck this. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I got there because I saw Captain Marvel again before, and so I was just like, you know, I essentially had two and a half hours if I needed to to find a parking space. But no, I, w- I mean it was fine, but I was just like, this is crazy yeah but the movie is really good i think we'll, we'll maybe talk about it sort of spoiler free potentially i mean we'll definitely talk about it on facebook and stuff like that but yeah we'll talk about that later and then what else anything else that i did not really i'm, I'm taking a cool trip this weekend so i'll talk about that on the next oh, episode. oh that's true yeah i forgot about this actually okay. not the next episode because the next episode dear listeners will be our you are my lifespan chapter two where we only oh, read God. there's nothing else that we're doing special in that episode because the episode itself is special enough yeah it deserves its own episode yep on the next full episode, uh, the next uh, extracurricular activities, which will be the Fast and the Furious Lap 4. Ooh. Ooh. We're moving. I will uh, recap that next weekend trip. But anything else of note that you did since no. we last recorded? 
I think that's about it. All right, next up, mailbag. But before we get there, we have the Patreon page, patreon.com slash forever. If you want to kick us a couple bucks, get some merch. Shout out Cassie Wilson over there. Before we get to the mailbag, because I know we have email, I'm going to do my review check. So one thing we would very much appreciate from you, dear, dear listener, is to go into iTunes or go anywhere, but you have to, you have to let me know because I'm only checking iTunes. Yeah, we're only Go checking into iTunes, iTunes, go to Too Fast Too Forever, and leave us a review. And whatever you write on here, we will read aloud. Uh, still, no new reviews. Shout out to the most recent reviewer, I fucks yo bitch. Uh, he's the last reviewer on there. But thank you. It's it's really the best way. I still don't know how it works without having to pay Apple to promote stuff. But yeah. like, and probably ungodly sums of money that we cannot afford or we should not afford. The more reviews, the more ratings, the more sort of traction on these episodes, the more it gets buoyed up in the standings. So yeah. if you have a minute or two. Uh, We would genuinely appreciate your kind efforts there. But mailbag time, Joe. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Go ahead. So we have an email address here on the show, mailbag at cageclub.me. No, family at cageclub.me. God damn it. Family at cageclub.me. You fucked it up. That's amazing. I stutter every single time I say it, and you just fucked it up. I was recording uh, Cage Club Revisited episodes with Mike last night, with the Mikester himself, and uh, we have the mailbag over there. But yes, family at cageclub.me. Email family at cageclub.me. Joe, we have, I'm going to call it six and a half emails tonight. Okay. Interesting. Half. A half an email? I'm going to give the half email first, because there's a little bit of a story there. Okay. You know every episode we're going to play on this episode. This ain't no 10 second race, aka, boy, do we have a podcast for you. That game everyone's favorite game it's sweeping yes. the nation where we go on oh, twitter fuck i can use my tweet i sent you from this morning yes you can thank yes, you. you can that's what i want to do but okay just just putting that out there to remember me we go on there we find a tweet that we think someone might like the podcast send them a note that says boy do we have a podcast for you link them to the page and hopefully they like retweet reply or email us yes as has been well documented by this program I am terrible at this game. You're very bad. And I, I I, think it's mostly luck. I think that there's also maybe a little bit of choosing the right tweets here and there, but I think most of the time it's luck. It's luck. It's all luck. I agree. And I'm not good. I'm not lucky, I guess, is the thing. Anyway, I see a, a thread. I'm, I'm sitting, I think, Okay. I think it's either before Captain Marvel or before Avengers, I'm sitting in the theater waiting. I see a, a, a thread that says, who's the most famous Brian in the world? Which is a good question, because like, there's not a lot of famous Brian's. Um, and people hmm. are, you know, suggesting different people or whatever. Yeah. And then I see this guy that says, how about the lead character in the Fast and Furious franchise? And so I Brian O'Connor, reply Brian to him Spooner. and I say, boy, do we have a podcast for this you? Is outside the, this is outside the gates, though. Does not count. Doesn't count. This isn't points. loves it, replies, is like, you know, if you ever need someone to be on your show, oh. whatever, whatever, uh, I'd love to talk to you. And I said, email us. We'd be happy to have you on. So you hit the jackpot. So, you didn't even pick, like, you didn't even play. God. I know. It's worth it's worth no points, uh, but he I would have gotten the one for the like, uh, the five for the reply, and the ten for an email. Yeah. So his name is Chris. I'm gonna get it wrong, but we're gonna find out because he's gonna be on the next lap. Okay. Malika. I'm gonna say Malika. M O L L I C A. Okay. He says howdy, Chris Malika of the aptly titled handle Chris Malika on Twitter. I'm a huge fan of the Furious series. Prone to shouting Brazil, <laughs> as only Dom would. Other than that, I'm an actor, writer, filmmaker based in Los Angeles. He says, my film, The Mix, I'll give him a shout out here, is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So if you're not wow. a Prime member, you can check that out. Cool. Okay. We got a really famous email that you connected somehow. Cool. And so he says, I'd love to join you all as a guest if you'll have me. And I replied to him as myself, said, you know, here's their thing. Um, and so he's going to be on the next lap. 
Uh, he's very excited to talk about the movie. He will be on uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, damn. And what's his name just died, too, R.I.P.? John Singleton. Shout shout Last out. Night? Pour one out for John Singleton. Yeah. yeah. Chris can be on there. So that was the half an email, because it kind of, like, I asked for the email, essentially, but yeah. he still emailed us. That's cool. But other than that, we still have six Go ahead. new emails. All right? Okay. I'm ready to get going. First up, from, you'll remember, Joe 3, Joe Reed. Do you remember Joe 3? Yes, I do. Subject line Joe 3, uh, Joe says, hey, guys. I decided to do the pick seven movies game. Here's what I came up with, no specific order. So if you did not listen Ooh, to our last yes. episode. Okay, cool. Uh, Joe, why don't you explain what the game we did? It was pick seven movies from franchises. You can't double on any franchise. Which one would you pick to, like, do a sleepover movie night with your friend? So you could pick, like, Rocky Two and, like, Furious 7. You know what I mean? Seven different movies, seven different franchises. Yep, yep. That's what you're trying to pick. You you added some programming intricacies to it. Mike was trying to do one through seven for franchises, so it got interesting. Go ahead. So here's what he chose, and he gives a little bit of explanations for each, okay? Cool. I'm down, yeah. The Avengers. Just the first Avengers? First Avengers. Okay. I figured this fits if you think of the Marvel Universe as one franchise, or if you think of just the Avengers movies as a franchise, works, but yeah. was such a good overall movie. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Number two, The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's Swan Song, just is such a phenomenal performance and such a great movie. The, the Dark Knight is a great movie. I agree. If I was doing a sleepover, it's a great pick, I, but like, I don't think I know anyone that hasn't seen it at this point. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's also kind of the thing where like, if you want to... Like, bro out nobody, with your friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, braid each other's hair, paint each other's nails, <laughs> exactly. throw on The Dark Knight. It's the kind of movie that everybody likes, everybody enjoys, yeah. but you also don't have to pay attention to because you've already seen it. True. Very good point, yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which oh. was covered on... Uh, I believe Mike Mansey's podcast, Third Time's a Charm. That's a good one. He says, even if it isn't around Christmas time, this movie is always good for some laughs. Joey loves Christmas movies, so he's a little partial. I do. But I love Christmas movies that are not Christmas movies. I like Die Hard and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And... No, but you have like a whole fucking, you like Christmas TV shows I too. do. I do. I do. Yeah. I had a thing. There was a, there was a box. There was a, I guess it's, like, it's basically a streaming device that sucks. <laughs> um, but it was the Western Digital TV Live box, which is like $100. I have two of them because one stopped working. But you could essentially plug in a USB drive, and this is still my dream, um, that, you know, I use Plex now, because Plex is a great service, like Plex, you can stream stuff from your computer, whatever. The thing is that you need, like, when you turn off the TV, I think, it stops. It stops playing. Or, if it doesn't, you're still streaming from the computer. I don't want to be streaming from the computer all the time. But the beauty of the WDTV Live box was plug in a hard drive, plug in a flash drive, whatever. And it played. You could stream it forever. Like, you could just keep playing forever. So, like, I would have, like, a a channel, quote-unquote, a channel where it's, like, the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons. So, like, I could ever just, like, turn on my TV and go to the input for the device and see that. Or, like Joe was saying, you know, all Christmas long, all all December long, I would just have all Christmas movies, all Christmas TV shows, whatever, and just have it, you know, playing. So it's kind of like random programming, sort of, but it's also... You know, it's sort of a known. Sometimes quantity. there's something great about like not having to select one; like it's just on already. You know, the problem is like I think it, it, sometimes it, it runs into a hiccup or whatever. But uh, it was great. I, I still kind of want that. But yes, I do love Christmas movies. Yes. Point well noted. I I, I think it's weird. I think it's cool that you remember that. But I I'm assuming it's a cool idea that you kind of want to emulate in some regard? No, I hate Christmas, and so I always like laugh at you about it. That's exactly why I remember it. But I'm not saying about Christmas, I'm just saying about anything. If you have like a, a Fast and Furious channel... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I really like this idea, and I wish to... Yeah, I wish I could do like 
Fast and Furious channel and like James Bond channel and like all of these things that are like, you know, a ton of movies that just runs all day. So like when you put the channel on, you're like, oh, okay. Like all of Will Ferrell's movies or something, right? So like I don't have to think about TV. You're just like, which one do I want? And it's like already in the middle of something of stuff that you've seen. Netflix is supposedly trying out on a very small select user base a uh, a feature that you could randomly say like play an episode of the office you press a button and it just picks a random episode puts it on which is you know great that's exactly what i want not yeah, for the same. office but for what other shows it but works on plex we can do it on plex i do it all the time you also sort of need to own that like i just i like the idea of like a netflix thing but anyway the idea of that um, inspired this thing that I saw was like other things that Netflix could do basically spend less time trying to find something to watch yeah. and watch more stuff and one of them was essentially channels which I do love the farther we get from trying to get rid of cable the more that things become like cable <laughs> yes I agree like the way that cable was just it was supposed to be like instead of having to pay for all these different things like you pay like one person one fee and you get everything we're getting so disseminated by all these different platforms that we're going to pay $10 to like 10 or 11 different places. And all of a sudden you're paying a hundred. Why not just have cable or whatever? Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it could be like Saturday morning cartoons or adult cartoons or like action movies or whatever. You press it. And like, it just jumps. Like, it's not like it starts something up randomly. It's just like, that's what it's playing for everybody. So you and I could both be separate and both be, Hey, let's watch our you know Saturday morning cartoons or whatever, and we could both be watching the same thing at the same time, stream from different I places or whatever. So yep. that's not a thing that Netflix is actually working on, but that's a cool idea that I would love to see. Have. Yeah, I would like yeah. it too. Because you're like, oh, were you watching the like '90s sitcom channel the other night? They played that episode. It was great. Because like, what and, and like it could change. Like you could do like a different like every month they could have different channels or whatever based on it doesn't really matter you know, what's yeah. in the catalog, what's not, what they want to feature. Like there's a new orange, there's a new black, so maybe they have like a prison channel. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? You could yeah. do the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I like the idea. I wish somebody would pick it up. Netflix, if you're listening. Netflix, can you hear me? All right, Joe's fourth movie, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. It isn't the first movie in the series, but you also don't need to know anything about any of the other movies to enjoy it. Very, very true. I know it's down on my rank list, but it's a movie you either love or you're going to learn to love. (laughs) Amen to that. I agree. Ocean's 13. Probably not as good overall as the first movie, but it's still very interesting. Is that the all-girls one? 13 is the all-girls one? No, 8 is the all-girls one. Okay, that's right. Okay. Be a good movie somewhere in the middle where people could pay attention if they want or doze off for a bit if they want. True. Good point. Which is exactly why I put Transformers 2. Like, not not a good movie, but if you want to sleep, by all means. Yeah, exactly. Transporter 2, which is a franchise that I've never seen, um, but I really should because that's the uh, Jason Statham ones. Yep. yep. I like this whole franchise, but I like the second one for a good rewatch. Yeah, I like Jason Statham. You know, we're big fans here, so... And then this last one is one that I've never heard of before. What? It's called Ooh. They Call Me Trinity. Ooh. He says it's a really fun Western comedy from back in 1970 that got a full trilogy. It's a movie that most people have no idea about, including we myself. We don't. I don't. I've never heard of it. But it's a lot of fun to introduce people to. He says, also, the third movie of this franchise is called My Name is Nobody, so it seems fitting. Ah, Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Very well played. I like it. He says, my seven movies in their respective franchises are first, second, third, third, second, first. I think that's a good mix, not involving too many first movies, which, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about the trouble that we would have doing that. Yep. So, yeah. I really like this game. I hope you guys keep it for future guests, which we absolutely could. I feel like, I think we need to pick and choose with the guests. You know what I mean? Because not everybody has the encyclopedic knowledge of a Mike Manzi. Yeah, that's true. That's why I asked you to, because I think if I, if I came to, like, two people that I know, I don't really even feel like I've seen a ton of movies. You two have seen a ton of movies. So, like, especially when it came to, like, something narrow like this, like, 
franchises, seven different ones. Like, yep. I had to come to you guys because I knew that you guys would like split it up enough for me. Yeah, I know that like, there are definitely people that we can bring this to, but I feel like Brian. It's also maybe. the kind of thing that we need to. Yeah, Brian would definitely do it. Kyle, like, maybe we'll do it for Kyle and Brian when they're on the same huh. episode for cool. Fast Five. That's it. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, we should do that. I think we just need to make sure that we get we can't spring it on them in the moment. He says. Also, since you'll read this on air, I'm going to throw this out there on the off chance that it works. Hey, Vin Diesel. I'd really like to be in a Fast and Furious movie also and work for Helen Mirren, <laughs> so it's worth a shot. As always, keep up the great work, guys. Well, I'm glad you wrote again, Joe. There's there's always room for another Joe on the, on the show, so... Of course. So thanks for writing in, and I, I'm glad that you're, like, listening to the episode still, and you haven't gotten sick of us already. That's awesome. So, yeah, thanks. I mean, this guy is ride or die just by name alone, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Next email, new listener. New listener again? Yep. Holy shit. Okay, cool. Subject line, three questions from Salvador Pena. Okay. Hello, Salvador. He says, Okay. First, want to say, love the show. The Fast and Furious has been right up there with Star Wars for me in terms of the greatest franchises and movies. Wow. Okay. Love the podcast. Still playing catch-up, but I have some long-burning questions. I apologize if these have been asked and answered already. Okay. Number one, is Johnny Tran really dead? I think he'd be an awesome villain to bring back. It's obvious in the first movie he's involved in some shady stuff. And maybe all this time he's been planning revenge on Dom. If you read You Are My Lifespan, the Fast and Furious fan fiction, he's not dead. But also, I don't think he died in the movie. Jesse did, right? Did he die? He got shot remember. off his bike. He I think shot. Brian shoots him off the bike, but I don't think he... Like, we don't see him dead, and I'm going to abide by the Game of Thrones rule that unless we see them die... And I think we might have even talked about this on past episode. Yes, we did. They're not dead. Yeah. Uh, like, we know Carter Verone is in prison. Yeah. We know that Sonny Chiba is still out there. Yeah. DK just left... He just got vanquished. Yeah. Well, he, he tumbled down the mountain. I'm assuming he's alive. Yeah. Uh, Cypher is still parachuting out of the sky somewhere. True. She's still literally in the sky. The Shaw brothers are now part of the family. I guess the only one, the only real villain who died uh, is Reyes, right? Because Reyes got, like, obliterated. He got shot. Like, he got killed by the rock in Fast Five. Yeah. But he's not really a villain as much as just, like, the head of an organization. Yeah, but wasn't he in, like, Six in prison, though? No, that was Reyes. That was Braga. Braga. Sorry, Braga, yes, not Reyes. Braga. Not Reyes, you're right. Okay. Also, by the way, Braga was just in a movie that Mike and I watched. He was in Replicas, Keanu Reeves movie, as, like, as Keanu's dickish boss. <laughs> nice. Not as cool as Braga, but um, yeah. he's in there. But close. Bottom line, I don't know that he's dead. We would love to have him back, though. Yeah, I would, I like, I, we always, you know, we fantasize about this. I'm sure you'll get to an episode where we, like, rank the bad guys and stuff like this if you're going back. And we talk about it, and there's many that we would like to see come back. I would like to see come back. We've kind of gotten, like, more bad than Johnny Tran, right? Like, the only thing that Johnny Tran could really do in this situation is, like, come back and somehow help the family fight a bigger bad guy, I think. Like, I don't think that he could come back as a bad guy. Right, yes. Do you agree? Well, he could come back, but I think he would have to... Be, I don't know. Maybe like, he would be, like, an underling for a batter guy kind of thing. I think that would be... Half, like, he, like there would have to be some kind of, like, behind-the-scenes manipulation by a Thanos-type character yes. who's, like, recruiting... Yes. Or Cypher or whoever, you know what exactly. I mean? If you Google yep. Fast and Furious Johnny Tran, it does say Death 2004 shot by Brian O'Connor, but if he came back, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that happens in these movies. Yeah, true. Also, Rick Yoon, if you are listening, he plays Johnny Tran, we would love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Number two, in Too Fast, Too Furious, what is the point of hiring two drivers to deliver the money? Wouldn't it make more sense to put all the money in one car and have the two guards accompany it? Oh, I know the answer to this. Go for it. It's always better to split it, because if one driver gets caught, the other one can get away, right? Mm -hmm. So if the cops are, like, chasing... The cops can chase both drivers, but if you have the option to split, 
the cops are going to probably like focus on one guy, you have more of a chance of getting half the money through than you do of losing all the money is what yeah. the situation is. So that's that's always why I assumed that you needed two drivers and you wanted two. Plus, that you can kind of help each other, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he's starting to get caught, the other driver can come by and distract the cops again. You can play, kind of play this cat and mouse game. It's, like, much safer for them. So that that's what I'm assuming. I don't know the real answer, but that was my always my logic behind it. I believe it works for me. Cool. His third question, would you have preferred Brian O'Connor to have a more meaningful end on screen? I love Paul Walker and his last season of Fast 7 was perfect, but from a story perspective, maybe something else would have been more impactful. So sorry it's it's so long. Thanks, guys. Keep on going forever. We will. I like the ending. I don't have an ending, a better ending in mind. I also think you kind of have to be respectful of the fact that that at that point, well, that he did die, but also that you're CGI-ing other his face onto other people's bodies and to have like a bigger whatever kind of like fancier the, ending or whatever good, yeah i don't know no see the i think the only ending that could have topped him driving off into the sunset is them killing him but i think that because of the gravity of him dying in real life is so real that they couldn't have made like vin be in a scene where brian's dying you know, because, like, then you'd have had to, like... Because these guys are friends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, like, know this person in real life. So if you had to, like, pretend like your friend is dying to sum up the movie, that would be, like, just emotionally tolling for the actors. And I think in terms of a, a positive farewell, as opposed to the one where he yes. dies, like, Agreed. he retired on top of the game, yep. right? Like, he basically won the championship, won the Stanley Cup, and then hung up his jersey, right? Like, it's just, like... Jersey in the rafters, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. I think, and I don't remember exactly, but I think we're going to get another question or two about uh, Brian and that character in a later email, so we'll come back to that. But shout out Salvador Pena. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, thank you for writing in, man. We always love new fans. I'm glad you wrote in. I hope you keep writing in. I hope you keep listening. Next email is Wes, and I'm going to uh, skip this just for now just because it's the longest one. I'm going to go to the other three because the other three are shorter. Cool. They're all from the same person. Go for Um, it. So Wes will come right back to you. The last three are from Justin Kleinman, who has written in before. Ooh, Um, Justin's back. Justin's back. He wrote three emails. Justin's the one, if you remember, he took a trip uh, to the the spots in California. He sent yes. us pictures. Yes. He's from Minneapolis, so shout out. Go Vikings. They had a good draft, by all intents and purposes. Yeah, they, did, they didn't do bad. I saw something that, like, they were ranked 14th. They had the 14th best draft. I was like, go fuck yourself. Like, they had, I'm happy with Vikings draft. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, every everybody's happy with their team's draft. Like, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Unless you're with a Giants story. or a Raiders fan. <laughs> very, 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 very true. But I hope the Raiders crash and burn so hard. Sorry, I know that somebody. I think that some of our listeners are from the Bay, so I apologize. But just be a Niners fan. I'm a Steelers fan, and so I have very strong opinions about your team after this season. That's all I have to say. Go ahead. Okay, no more. Yeah, shout out, AB. I was going to say, just become a Niners fan because it's so easy to change team li- team allegiances. And also, uh, Nick Bosa seems like such a good, upstanding dude oh, to root God. for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, between between those two teams. Okay. Although, realistically, you have the greatest basketball team that's ever played basketball. True. So Very true. Um, you got other things going on for you in the Bay Area. Amen. Okay. Yeah. First email from Justin. Subject line, Roman's Airplane. In the scene in six where Roman turns the plane around and gives the ladies buffet vouchers, have Which you ever thought so about the fact Good. that he still has to ride with them all for a while on the plane? Yes, I have. power shooting out. Sorry. No, that's it. That's the end of the email. Just, yeah, like... <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely thought about it because I'm like, as hell. how fucking awkward would this plane ride be? I would have, like, secretly told the pilot to, like, turn it around and, like, when we, like, landed back in the thing, it'd be like, oh, damn, girls, you fucked it up again. Here's your vouchers. See you later. You know, like. But, you know, so, okay, so they're on the way to wherever they're going Monaco. to Dubai or Abu Dhabi, right? Monaco. And no, they're on their Monaco. way to Monaco. They're going to Monaco, right. Sorry. Yeah. 
can you? I I, I wanted. <laughs> Go ahead. This is this is this is kind of like the Mike Manzi, the, the question we've been asking Mike in the last lap, like who would you want to ride with? I want to see what happens after that scene. So like they turn around, Roman lands back at home. He goes off to do his thing. Do the girls stay on the plane? Like are they like? I guess we'll do this, or do they all like? Because they're all probably. I, I'm fascinated by what happens in that plane. Like, do no, they get he kicks off them with him? off. He drops them off in Monaco and gives them buffet vouchers. Oh, so they, they he finishes the he finishes the ride. Yeah, because they're almost there. Drops them off. Okay, that's why he okay. says, "I'm going to give you the the buffet vouchers." He kicks them off the plane at Monaco and doesn't give them hotels or anything now, and then goes to Dubai or whatever to meet with Brian and Dom. Do you think that any of them would want to stay on the plane and be like, no, fuck this. Like, why would I? I don't, I like, this is not like a trip. This is not a vacation or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing. It's like, it's a private plane. So like all the people that are like on the plane, like the pilot and stuff, they could just like throw your ass off, like on the runway. True. Like there's not like flight attendants or like FAA rules. You know what I mean? Like they could throw as big as a tantrum as they want. And like, they could just still True. kick these girls off. Next email, Furious 7. Go I ahead. always love the funeral scene where Dom is just giving his own eulogy at the casket in the middle of the actual eulogy. Also, have you ever wondered who delivered the steak dinner to Shaw in the factory in the middle of the desert? Yeah. When, like, when, who walks in? Doesn't Brian just walk in? Like, they all just, like, swarm him. Does he do Brian or Dom? Yeah, I think it's Brian walks in, but you're right. Yeah, there's just a steak dinner. Maybe it's a lamb dinner. Camel? Maybe it's camel. Maybe but still, like, you know, you've got you to deliver it, you got to prepare it. I mean, there's probably a kitchen on site there. Assumed but... his meat. Well, you could, no, I mean, you could say it's a steak dinner. Like, it's still, it could be, like, a camel steak, or it could be a true. lamb steak. Very you know? true. But, I mean, to cook up, to prepare a steak, you don't need much. You need a fire. It's about it, right? It does seem like he has a fancy setup there. Like, he's got, like, a cloth napkin. He's got the plates. He's got the silverware. So Maybe like, it was on the plane that he took in. Maybe he had, like, a Roman-type jet himself, and he just maybe. took it off the plane. Maybe that's food from the buffet. In Monaco. In Monaco. <laughs> maybe it is. Who knows? He says, I've never given any thought to Noni's Denise before this podcast. Oh, I've always just imagined the grandpa from King of the Hill, which is a show that I've not watched yet. I've been meaning to, so I don't get that reference. So, Justin, if you want to write in, let us know what, that, what that's about. But... Yeah, I've never... I've watched... Oh, I was, I was talking to you. So, another thing that I did since we last recorded is I went to a one-year-old's birthday party. I've never been to a one-year-old's birthday party before. How'd that work out? I, I'm friends with uh, the parents. It's fine. Uh, it's you know I just drank beer and ate sandwiches like it's good. Cool. The the one year old was wandering around and he can uh, he oh, can yeah. walk supposedly, but he just won't. Okay. And so you would put him down, and he's he would just sort of like collapse. Like it basically like his knees went away and like his just his thighs would like land on his calves and he would just start to crawl. And it, I messaged you because I was like it's like he has no, no knees. knees. And so then that sort of became this whole thing that we were trying to figure out um, that maybe Roman took a baby to <laughs> to prom, and that's no knees to knees because it's, it's just somebody who crawls around. And then we maybe it was maybe, no knees his niece is what we were saying, right? No knees D niece the niece yes the niece like um, D A hyphen N I E C E. What we're saying is we got more no knees to knees theories. <laughs> Don't know that they're any closer to reality. By the way, you know, like, um, Rachel doesn't listen to these too much, but we were talking about the Nonis Denise thing. Rachel had no idea what we were talking about, and and I had to show her the clip, and she lost it. She was like, oh my god, I never caught that before, and I was like, well, you've obviously not been listening to these, because we've spent 
hours. That's the crazy thing. It's a throwaway line or two or three in a two-hour-plus movie in a series of eight, eight movies. That I'm yeah. sure, even if you've seen all eight multiple times, you still might not catch it. Yeah, it's just so it's just so quick and stupid. But, but it has become the through line of this podcast. It has, and people still want to talk about it. So, yeah, we don't know what Noni's Denise is. We, we may never know. The world may never know. And the last email, Fate of the Furious from Justin. And we're going to go back to Wes's just last email from Justin. Okay. He says, the end barbecue always bugs me. Number one, everyone's drinking Budweiser and Ooh. not Corona. Maybe they paid more. I didn't really, I don't think I've ever noticed that. Did you notice that? I don't think I did. But I also, you know, remember there was the trivia about the first movie that it wasn't like Corona wasn't a sponsor. They just used Corona because that was the beer that the people in the scene drank, right? Like the, yeah. the racers, the real racers drank. So maybe Budweiser, but still, if that's the case, man, I don't like fate. I, I like fate even less. You know what I mean? Exactly. I agree. He says, number two, why aren't Brian and Mia there? They're all rich. They could have flown in for it, which I I think that's the kind of thing where, like, sure, they could be there, but it's also you kind of want to be respectful to the memory of Paul Walker. Yeah. I think it's the same kind of thing. Like, if they're not going to call Brian and Mia in for a job, are you going to call them in for a barbecue? That's the most family thing, though. Like, maybe they don't want to include them in the job, but, like, at least invite them to the fucking barbecue, right? Like, come on. He says they need to CGI Paul's brother just to have him working the grill or tossing beers to Roman or something. This is which... when you said that and you just pointed it out, Justin, um, in your email. I was thinking like, yeah, he would have had to been like on the grill and like Dom just like looks over at him and he just like gives like a wink or something, right? Like yeah. that's a, that's the most we could have got from that. But I think you'd have opened up a whole can of worms for the fans where they'd have been really pissed that like that's all we got of Brian in the movie. Like it would just, you know how much people bitch about stuff. So I think it would have been the kind of thing where people got happy and then they like, thought about it, and be like, wait, why? Why is this happening? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, it would have distracted from the movie. Like, if anybody that saw it, they would just be like, that would be the one thing that they talk about. It's like, did should they have used Brian? Should they yep. not have used Brian? As opposed to, like, is this movie shit? Which is yes. And like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, last email. Relap recap from Wes. What up, fam? What up, Wes? How are you doing, buddy? It's both exciting and sad to see another lap in the books, but you can't move forward for infinity if you don't move forward at all. <laughs> True. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I do like the sentiment of it. It sounded good. It's like it's like one of those things like like you know, when somebody says something really meaningful that doesn't mean anything, you're just like, Yeah, man. It's it's almost like, you know, it kind of feels in a way like a uh, Dom line from the movie. No, I was gonna say like something like, you know, like Captain America would say about we can't you know, it's just like this motivational speech in the movie. But yeah, or, or Dom, you know, any yeah. any kind of like action franchise where it's like inspiring. Like we platitudes. must go forward to not go backward. And you're like, Yeah, that's true, yeah. We will not go quiet into that good night. <laughs> Exactly. What movie is that from? Oh, that's from Independence Day. Right. Yes, of course. Last episode was fun, of course, and I'm glad to hear that F8 is kind of growing on you. It's still pretty low in my ranking, but there are enough fun moments that I don't hate it. I just hope whatever they do in the next one doesn't feel as disconnected from the franchise as F8 does to me. Splitting the team up might sound interesting in theory, but doesn't make for as entertaining a movie as they apparently thought it would. Yeah. I don't mind... Well, I'm going to wonder... What? They're splitting Hobbs and Shaw off, right? Basically sort of do their own thing. I'm going to wonder, because it's not like Hobbs is in the movie and we're like not with him. I wonder if we're going to feel the absence or if we're going to be like the family is together again. You know, we're, I'm going to see how that feels. I don't know. I think we're going to feel okay, because Hobbs was always like an auxiliary family member. Like he's, he's also like, so good. He's just so, he's so good, though. He's, he is. But, but like the news that we've said, news this week... We're getting John Cena. Yes, we will get to that. We will get to that very, very shortly. Okay. After this email, we're going to get to that. So there's, there are things to fill the gaps, I can tell you that yeah. much. Here are my new episode observations. First bullet, and I sent this to you on Facebook. I have no further comment on No Knees and Knees for this episode. 
we're still talking. You j- see, Justin just sent an email about it. Wes, we still we still have to figure this shit out. We do. Do you have a theory about No Niece Denise family at cageclub.me? Because we'll read it. It's going to keep happening. We're going to keep talking about it. Do not let the memory of No Niece Denise die. <laughs> the niece. No Niece the niece. No, no Niece the niece. Yeah. Joey, you wondered about my favorite time travel movies. I actually haven't seen Primer, though I've heard how good it is. It's always been on my to-watch list I for a long it. time. Yeah. So Primer's only 75 minutes long. The first time I watched it, I watched it three times in a row, because it is That's what everybody dense. says. You it's need to dense watch it as like, fuck. T- you need to watch it like three times in a row, is what I've heard. So I watched it once, I watched it again, and I watched it with commentary, because I was just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like it's, But it's so unlike other movies, because it's so specifically science-y. Okay. Uh, because it's essentially the movie, like, I don't know if you know the background nope. of it, Joe, but, like, it is basically time travel if time travel were, like, actually real, like, in terms of, like, pinpointing the, the way that the Earth's, I think, if from what I remember, like, the Earth's rotation and things, like, move throughout time or whatever. Yeah, there's the math that says that if you go fast enough away from Earth and come back, you will time travel. Yeah. Because just because of how time space time works, if you travel far enough away, fast enough, time slows down, and then you come back, more time will have passed. And st- yeah, so. and that's in Interstellar too. Like that 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 thread, that whole thing where they go down to a planet, they come back up, and the guy in the ship has aged decades, even though they've been there for like nine minutes, just because of the whole exactly what you're saying. Yeah, space time. But the guy the guy who wrote and directed Primer, Shane Carruth, uh, auditioned so many people. Uh, to act in this movie, and none of them could nail the dialogue because it was so dense. He's just like, fuck it, I'll do it. So he did it himself. And then he wrote and directed and starred in, again, Upstream Color, which I adore. Yes. We, I tried to watch that, and it was just like... Oh, it, I, it's, not, it's not your kind of movie, I don't think It's not my kind of movie. No, no it's no, not. No. Wes goes on, Time Crimes is one of my favorites because I love that director, who I saw him at Fantastic Fest, uh, Nacho Vigalando. And spoiler, so spoiler alert for Time Crimes, the movie does one of my favorite things a time travel movie can do, which is make the audience believe that a character can escape their fate by changing the past, only to discover that time is cyclical, and there's no such thing as free will, and we're all doomed to repeat our failures. So Wes's favorite thing in movies is to be depressing as fuck, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, coming from you. Oh, okay. Sorry. His next sentence. As you can see, I am a fan of uplifting cinema. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. So he gets it. Honestly, I just appreciate when a filmmaker can trick the audience with essentially the same plot in a new way. While not really Very a time cool. travel movie, Memento is kind of similar in that way. Agreed. Yeah, I like Memento. I'm a fan. I loved 12 Monkeys and Donnie Darko when I was in high school. When I was in high school, in parentheses, of course. That's a very high school movie to like Donnie Darko, right? I gotta watch that again, because I saw that once in college, and I remembered liking it, and then basically since I watched the movie, the internet has been telling me, like, oh, no, 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 you can't like Donnie Darko. Like, Donnie Darko is for children. I think it was the time it came out, and, like, who we were at the time, and what was happening, but, like, it was a very much like a, I'm a film snob in high school movie to like, I think. Yes, I would think so. Yeah. Somewhere in Time is pretty cheesy, but it's a sweet story and an, interest, and, and an interesting concept. I like About In Time. About Time. <laughs> in Time. Is With Justin Timberlake? Yeah. I watch that movie like at least like once every six months. I love In really? Time. Really? I love I've it. never seen it. Are you serious? I've never seen it. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's so much fun. It's okay. really fun. It's, it's, it's like, it's not great, but it's just a blast. Like Rachel and I watch it all the time. It's a great movie. Cool. Wes says About Time is in that same vein, which I have not seen, but it has my girl Rachel McAdams in it, so Ooh, I love I'm on Rachel board. McAdams. I'm a big fan. Is she is she blonder brunette in, in this movie? Want to say brunette? 
Ooh, I could do either or. I'm a fan. Yeah, I was going to say there's no preference on my end. <laughs> yeah. The Bill and Ted movies are unassailable and perhaps the most pure examples of time travel, hard sci-fi we will ever get in cinema. <laughs> Which, I mean, I love those movies. We talked about them at Keanu Club. But ultimately, my favorite time travel movies to pick up are the Back to the Future movies. Fair. Because they're so fun and their science aligns more with how I think time travel really works. But more importantly, and this is my favorite thing about the email, because he calls her this, they are Mrs. Wes's favorite movies in the world. Oh. He calls his wife Mrs. Wes. <laughs> That's because awesome. You. I uh, hope and so. nothing irritates her more than me telling her all the, way that do- all the ways that Doc and Marty's plans don't make sense or how the first one is really a tragedy because Marty is coming back to someone else's life that he has no memories of. Uh, nothing observationally groundbreaking, just especially fun for me. Yeah, um, um, you, I I can understand how much your wife would enjoy you pointing out all the plot holes in a movie that you've seen a million times as you make her watch it again. Rachel also enjoys that. Hey, you know how you love these things? Like, let me pick them apart and show you why they're bad. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just, like, any time that I'm, like, trying to, like, explain something about a movie to Rachel, she's just like, can you just shut the fuck up? Like, just, I don't want to hear anything that you have to say right now. Which is, like, actually, that's most of the time, but especially yeah. when it's, like, a movie we've seen or something. Fair. Understandable. <laughs> Very I will, under- yeah. I will not stop talking, but I understand where you're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Scott Eastwood being kind of a poor man's... Oh, this is a this is a weird story. Not a weird story, just a funny story. Being a kind of a poor man's Zac Efron, because we had a friend in town who says who's also a big Fast and Furious fan... And she was telling us that she recently noticed Zac Efron has tiny baby hands. And I was like, huh, okay. So naturally, I mentioned your Zac Attack podcast and that you were covering F8 for the show soon, which would be the perfect time to email you about his baby hands. (laughs) It was a full 10 minutes later before we both remembered, oh, wait, that's Scott Eastwood, not Zac Efron. And we were both disappointed in ourselves and the casting choice. I was cause I, when I was reading this email, I was like, I don't think Zeb has tiny baby. Yeah, hands. I didn't know this either. And we were like, we've seen him at Baywatch. We've seen like a lot of like hand. He's drinking beers and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. To answer your question about them filming in Cuba, I think this was from an interview I read with F. Gary Gray. But if I remember correctly, he said F. Eight was the first major motion picture to film in Cuba since the borders reopened. I don't know how much of that opening scene was filmed there, but I think most, if not all of it. Uh, He talked about getting the big sweeping overhead shots of the city and all the locals gathering around the monitors to watch and people crying because they'd never seen their city from the air like that before. It's pretty cool cool to read about. I thought that they would have to shoot it. They're so big, right? Like, it has to have been there. But how much of it, we would never know. You're right. Exactly. it It could all be fucking in a studio somewhere. Besides, like, the, you know, the aerial shots. Who knows? I don't know if Mike will hear this part. Neither do I. Mike, email us, family at cageclub.me, you know. But he says he wants to see Vin Diesel change up his look and maybe grow a beard. Tell him to watch The Last Witch Hunter, which I saw in theaters, believe it or not. He'll get to the Viking Vin Diesel with a silly haircut and an absurd braided beard. Ooh. It was this movie that I thought was like, a, you know, he's like in the 1600s or something, but like, it's modern day. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, he's a witch hunter in like 2016 New York. I was like, what? <laughs> Very strange choice. Very strange, man. Uh, Wes says, I liked your seven movie marathon choices. I also appreciate, while I was thinking about what I would pick, you specifically asked which Turtles movie I would choose. I hate to disappoint you, but I would go with the original 1990 live action movie. Secrets of the yeah. Ooze, or Secret of the Ooze was my favorite as a kid, but I don't know how recently you've seen it, but it does not hold up. Oh, I love Secrets of the Ooze, but the original one, is cl- it's classic. It's a thousand percent. Yeah, it, like, it will never die. He says, the first one is a surprisingly strong movie even now. The second one is way more silly, and they weren't even allowed to use their weapons. Plus, Judith Hogue is a superior April O'Neil, and Casey Jones is nowhere to be found. 
in part two. As far as the third one goes, I tried watching it a few years ago and couldn't get through it. Surprisingly, this combination of two things I love, time travel and turtles, is actually very bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. Anyway, they're a little off the cuff and in no particular order, but here are my picks. My only deciding factor was that they had to be fun, in parentheses, I love The Dark Knight, but I wouldn't call it fun, and I ended up with mostly movies I watched a bunch as a kid up through high school. So here are Wes's picks for the franchise game, which Joe Reed gave us before, too. Okay. First up, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Okay, yeah, I like Spider-Man 2. The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, so we got a doubler. We got two two drifts. Joe two three, Tokyo drifts. Joe three, right? He sent in the, the yep. list. Yeah, and Wes. Okay, Tokyo drift on both. Cool. Jurassic Park, the original. Yeah, that's a great. Back one. to the Future two. Ooh, I like two. Batman Forever, which is the third one. Oh my god, I love Batman Forever so much. Kiss from a Rose. If we, Rachel and I sing Kiss from a Rose. Once a week when we're drunk. Well, also, I mean, that is your uh, distraction song, if you'll remember from our game, so I would hope you sing it a lot. That's the one you That's the one you chose, like, if you had to do a Roman-esque Kiss distraction. Kiss like what in, I picked? In Fury 7, Kiss from Rose, yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I was feeling at the time. I love that song, so awesome. And his final movie is Scream 2, with Timothy Olyphant in it. Yeah. He says, that's all I've got for you this week. I'll finish out with my rankings. I don't really remember how I ranked them before, so I can't Ooh. say if they changed much, but this podcast definitely makes me think about these movies from a different perspective. Good. One to six can shift around at any time, but seven and eight are pretty firmly in last place. Okay. So he has from the bottom. So let me bring up his old rankings. Oh, you have them. That's right, because you keep all this stuff. That's great. You... Of course I do. Who do you think I am? The best. You're the best keeper, man. You are I'm the keeper of the. I'm. I'm. Uh, what's the What's the song? It's. Oh, you fuck. You don't know Seinfeld. It's Master of the Inn, Keeper of or Keeper of the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> No. It's It's lost on me. Master of the house, doling out the charm, ready with the handshake and an open palm. Tells us all she can, loves to make a stir. What is that Everyone song? Everyone appreciates the fun. Oh, it's from Les Misérables. I went to see it last week. I can't get it out of my head. His number eight pick is. Too Fast, Too Furious, which is still his number eight originally. Okay. Number seven, he has Fate of the Furious, which is, again, still the same. Okay. Number six, Fast and Furious, number four, which is the same. Okay. Number five, Furious 7, which has changed a little bit. Go down? It went down? Uh, it was number four, now it's five. Okay. Number four, Fast and Furious 6, so he switched, he flip-flopped that. That was that was 5-4 before, and now it's 4-5. Okay. Number three, he has Tokyo Drift, which is the same. Okay. Number two, the original Fast and Furious. Uh, which is the same, and number one, Fast Five, which is the same. Cool. So, so he's pretty. He's pretty. He's still set. Pretty we, consistent. We flipped, pretty we solid. One. So I like it. Okay. Looking forward to Joe's excellent voices for the next chapter of the fanfic, <laughs> and looking forward to starting a new lap. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. We will, Wes. Thank you for writing in, brother. So now Wes gave us a car picture, and he says, I don't know if you're doing the car game this episode, so I'll include one, but if you want to save it for the first episode of Next Lap, that's totally fine. I don't remember if we do, but this is up to you, Joe. Do you want to do I don't know. A let's, see how we, car... let's see how we feel. Okay. Because this is already a long episode, but yeah. um, we're, we're, we're nearing the end, I think, so. I think maybe. I'll, I'll leave the tab open. We'll see how it goes. Okay. okay. So cool. So thank you all for writing in family at cageclub.me. If you want to send your rankings, if you have not yet, if you want to send your franchise picks for picking seven movies from franchises, different franchises, and sort of we'll cobbling together a movie marathon, we'll talk about that. Yeah. If you want to just say hi, family at cageclub.me. And also, once again, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would oh, also shit. be greatly appreciated. We forgot to pitch our, on the note of the of the movie thing, sh- should we pitch our idea and see if everybody likes it? What's our idea? I wanted to do a family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to do a family. So we're starting the next lap, right, guys? I want to do a family viewing of 
Fast and Furious. So there's a service called Rabbit that's free. Everybody can log in, and we could do a family viewing of, of Fast and Furious together. And it's so, essentially a, it's a screen sharing Think app, of a little chat site. room. Yeah. And um, Joey and I said that we would like to watch it. And if anybody would like to join us, and you think that's a cool idea, we'll put it out there. If nobody joins, we'll watch the movie together, too. So we will. So actually, let's, let's plan this right now, Joe, because okay. we're going to need to let people know when we're doing this. So this episode comes out on Tuesday, May 7th. Okay? Yeah. So the next one's going to come out on Tuesday, May 14th. Okay. Let me just make sure that this, is, this all lines up right. I would like to do the first one, but I think it's too... I think the timing is too tight to get people to actually, like, if they want to hear it. So I think we should do this for, for Too Fast, Too Furious. You want to do it for the second one? Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't I don't mind either way. I would I would just like to do a family viewing of one. Yes. And have everybody, if they want to join, you could join in and just... We'll be in the chat room and we'll watch it all together. We'll pick, like, a good time. I was thinking, like, about, like, a 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock Eastern time kind of thing so if you're on the west coast you know it'll be like six or seven and we could and if you if you want to watch the movie with us we'll watch a movie you can chat in the thing and we'll all watch it together and laugh and have fun so what we're going to say right now is tuesday may 21st okay okay family viewing of too fast too furious if you want to get the link if you want to know where we're watching and how to watch it email family at cageclub.me and i will send you the link and we'll do it that way and if nobody does it you know, we'll just watch on our own, and we'll record yeah. the next night. But if you want to watch it together with us, email family at cageclub.me Tuesday, May 21st. I don't think I'll be here. I'm not going to be here, actually, on the 21st. Oh. Either way, we're going to figure it out. We're, we'll figure it out. We'll put a, we'll put a <laughs> thing on Facebook. If you want to join in, send us an email and just say you want to join in, and we'll we'll get you hooked up, and we'll, we'll get the time and stuff down. And we will also, like, if this is a thing that's cool and people are have fun with or whatever, we'll do it more than once. You yeah, know, we'll for sure. It it's it's going to be easy to do. All you have to do is log in on your computer. I'm sure that there's some kind of fucking app on your TV or something that you can use, too. We'll watch it all together. I mean, I've seen cool. these movies so many times. Watching it on my computer screen versus watching it on my TV is not going to make a big difference. And plus, yeah, also, if you're, you if you're the kind of person who's going to join this, you've probably seen it enough, too. You exactly. Know I mean? like, you're not watching it to watch the movie. Yeah, we're going to, like, talk and laugh through it, and that's, that's what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, so that's good. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so we'll figure it out. Uh, maybe we'll do Tokyo Drift because we love Tokyo Drift. Or maybe we'll do – or what I was also thinking is maybe we'll do Fast and Furious number four because this is the fourth lap. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. But email family at cageclub.me if you're going to write in. When we, if you when we get it ironed it. out, we'll make, a, we'll make a Facebook event for it, and yep. we'll, we'll get all the stuff going. So that was all the email. Again, leave us a review on iTunes. Send us an email, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page. Okay. Yes. On the streets, a news roundup oh God. of all things Fast and Furious. So there's been so much. There's been some news. news. We got some news. Why don't you give your big news, and I'll give my big news. I kind of, I kind of blurted it out earlier. My big news is that we're gonna get fucking John Cena in Fast and Furious Nine. He's like confirmed, like firmly confirmed. You can't see what I'm doing for two reasons: because we're not in the same room, but also because I'm waving my hand in front of my face. And, I can't uh, see you. You can't see me. Thugonomics. I get it. In our want, in our lust for The Rock and him yep. leaving and his his tiff with, with Vin. Vinaigrette Dieseldorf. Vin, Vinaigrette Dieseldorf, yes. <laughs> In his tiff with him. We're, we're gaining another wrestler. So we're getting charisma. We're getting muscles. Yeah. We're going to get somebody like this. So I think that John Cena is going to be fun. I think that he's a little bit more funny than The Rock. Like, not that The Rock isn't funny. He's just a, a tad bit more serious. So hopefully he's going to become kind of like comic relief. And, and I think that he he's a good fit to fill The Rock both physically 
and acting wisely, right? Charismatically. Charismatically, yes. How do you feel about it? I'm excited. I don't. I, I'm. I'm trying to bring up his IMDb page right now. It's not loading. I he know was in I've Blockers. In he's very good in Blockers. Uh, oh, he plays Amy Schumer's boyfriend in Trainwreck. He's not great in that. I think he was, you know, very early in yeah. that. Uh, he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie, apparently. Oh, he's in Fighting with My Family. Yeah. Um, as himself, which I guess you know that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, he's in Bumblebee. He's fine. He's good in Bumblebee. But I, I want to see him. So here's here's my here's the one thing I want for him. Go ahead. I don't want him to be like The Rock in Fast Five where he's all business, military. No, I want him to be fun and goofy. I want him to be more of a Roman character that speed, right? Right. I was going to say I would like them to be Hobbs' brother or whatever. Like, we're going to get Hobbs' family in Hobbs and Shaw. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not going to... Who's going to have Roman Reigns, another wrestler, in that movie, yes. too? Yeah. So I just want... I want, I want charisma. I, I think... I, I would hope that, the, that Chris Morgan and whoever else helps contribute to the scripts on these, that they learn that, like... The Rock is better when you give him more fun stuff to do. True. I understand you might, you might want to ease him in here, but at the same time, let's have it be more fun than military, you know, whatever. I agree. thousand percent. I'm with you. Yep. My big news, like, no offense to the John Cena news, I know. but it's this is even more mind-blowing. Rumor has it, and this is, I think, more of a rumor, like, it feels like the John Cena thing is more real than this. It's real. It's like it, Vin confirmed, like, Vin took pictures with him and was like, he's adding him to the family and stuff like Like, it's, the John Cena thing's like, pretty much 100% confirmed. Less real, and yes. I, like, I kind of wish I didn't know this going to Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw, because I would have, I would have, I would have shit my pants in the theater, or ejaculated or something. Like, something, fluids yeah. would have come out of me. Okay, vomited. Rumor has it, Keanu Reeves is going to be in Hobbs and Shaw, which, yes please. Yeah. Yes please. Yeah, which is going to be crazy, because you guys did Charlize, she's in a Fast and the Furious. Yeah. You're going to do, if Keanu joins one, we just need fucking Nicolas Cage and Tom Cruise in the next one, and we can just wrap this bad boy up. We can just call it a day. Exactly. I cannot fathom how exciting that would be, because you and I were talking on Facebook, and I think we've even talked about on here, about how I would love to have Nicolas Cage in these movies, but I don't know that he's necessarily a great fit anymore. Just no, because so we talked about he's it. He's yeah. older, and you know, he's got this reputation. And you said it perfectly. Joey said that he would need to be like a Sony Chiba. Mm-hmm. He needs to be like a guy that's there in a couple scenes, but he can't be like a main character, right? Because I think that the movies, no offense, Joey, you know that I, I'm a big fan of Cage too. They have become bigger than Nicolas Cage at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just a bigger a bigger movie. You can't have him come in and be like the new Vin Diesel in these movies or Brian or anything. Like he has to be like a low tier character, which wouldn't really do him justice. But I could see it maybe happening. But it's it's much more rare than you know Keanu coming in doing like kind of like a John Wick in in the, one of the movies or something. Because as we went through Keanu Club and as we finished out his career, we we realized me and the Mikester that he's sort of transitioning into a different part of his career where he's he's more willing to play the villain. Um, like he's the villain in the, a movie that he directed called Man of Tai Chi, which is badass and awesome. Uh, he plays a villain of sorts in The Neon Demon, or he plays like a despicable kind of minor character. Yeah. He plays the villain in uh, The Bad Batch. Like he feels like he's sort of taking these parts where he doesn't have to be the star anymore. And it's like it's opening cool. him up. Yeah. Yes, it's very cool. It's opening him up to get like much cooler parts and cooler movies. So he would be cool as a villain. I think he'd also be cool as a cop. I mean, there's, you know, headlines are saying that John Wick is going to fight Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, if it's John Wick in these movies, Fuck yeah. But also, your friend said that he wants him to be Johnny Utah from Point Break, which also, yes. fuck yeah. Like, let's, yes, please. That's what my coworker Taylor said. He was like, 
I want this to come full circle. I want Keanu to just play Johnny Utah, his name to be Johnny Utah, and he plays a cop, and that it just point break and Fast and Furious just finally merge and become yeah. the same movie. And then they're in the same universe, and it's just the same shit. We can maybe get Patrick Swayze in there, just like the whole thing. We can just just yeah, just see Patrick Swayze and Brian back in there, and, exactly. You know, they can, or they could just be surfing together in heaven. Yeah. My other news is that this is a, a minor thing. I did not realize that. So F. Gary Gray, who did Fave the Furious, yes. is directing the new Men in Black M- MIB International that's coming out this summer, which is with cool. Thor and Valkyrie from Thor the Ragnarok. It's from, with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Cool. Um, which I'm not excited about until I think of it. I'm like, oh, wait, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Thor is cool, dude. I like Chris Hemsworth. I think he's pretty fun. News broke today as we're recording this that F. Gary Gray is now going to be making a Saints Row movie. Um, based on the the video games, which I, mm-hmm. like, they are, it started out as, like, this kind of, like, ghetto Grand Theft Auto game. The first one, like, was so much fun. Like, it, was, it came out the summer after the Xbox 360 came out. And that okay. game came out, and the first Dead Rising game came out. And I played the shit out of both of those. Okay. And they both became franchises, and I really like both franchises, but that first one was just so good. They went from being, like, a Grand Theft Auto kind of clone in the ghetto, sort of, to... Just like this crazy over the top where you're like, you are literally a superhero. And so I don't know what the movie is going to be like, but if it's as fun as the games are, I think it'll be a fun time. And, you cool. know, F. Gary Gray, he's made some fun stuff. And so, yeah. you know, not, not that we're the huge fans of Fate of the Furious, but uh, shout out F. Gary Gray. Gotta put respect on his name, man. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the news that I have. I mean, that's that's big news. But is there any other news that you no. found about No, that's the, uh, that's about these movies? three huge pieces of news. I mean, two monstrous pieces of news. So, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to search for uh, Rock the Vote. I'm going to search The Rock President and see if there's any updates on Dwayne Johnson running for president. Kid Rock says Donald Trump is, quote, way cooler than Barack Obama. So that's something. <laughs> that's, that's a news article. Dwayne Johnson president. Dwayne The Rock Johnson loves New Mexico, and the feeling is mutual. Oh, oh, that's a little two bit. Two hours, a- two hours ago though. Here, Dwayne Johnson may be teasing a Marvel Cinematic Universe role. So, at some point, everybody's gonna be in those movies. But agreed, yeah. You know, for sure. Shout out Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No updates. He is not running for president as of right now. Oh, fair. So this is a part of the show where we normally do new lap observations. We don't have those. So let's 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 reflect on our let's some old lap observations. So like what let, let's look back at the ride along lap. What do you think about having the mics drawn all eight episodes? I mean, be you, honest. <laughs> I love Mike, and I'm really glad of his with his insight. I think that. But. But what? I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just oh. trying to get you to say something like terrible, but no. No, I I was like really confused. I was like, but what? Like, well, would I ever? No, he was he was great on it. I think he's a natural fit for us. Um, yeah. I think you guys could hear it. Like, we've done a lot of episodes of everything with Mike, so he's easy to get along with, and he's a great guy. So, yeah. And plus, like, I usually think pretty wacky shit. Usually, usually think pretty wacky shit, and then you throw another third brain in there that's just as weird as ours. It, it makes a nice combination. We we talked about a lot of new, interesting, different stuff this lab, so I was happy with yeah. it. I'm excited to now, like, I'm more excited than I was to have Kara on for Lap 5, the driving Same. school, because I know I'm very excited. what, how it, how the show kind of evolves as, as time goes on, right? And you yes. can have one guest on eight or nine episodes in a row, and, you know, you can sort of continue conversations over the course of 16 or 18 weeks. Yeah, you can. It, it, it feels weird. I mean, you know, we were talking about it, you you know, we're always talking behind the scenes, like how is something going to play out? We can't really know until we try it, right? But I think that, like, I, I was very relieved looking back on the lap that 
it felt fresh. It felt refreshing to me. I'm yeah. I'm definitely not personally. I'm definitely not bored of these movies, even in the least yet. Right. right and right. I still like talking about them with new people. I like talking about them with people we talked to them about before. Like you know, obviously we talked with Mike about Fast and the Furious before we he was on the lap. You know, just because he's around, we see him, we talk to him. So like he's in the know, and it still felt good to talk to him about it. I don't feel like it was dull. I don't feel like it dragged on, and I don't feel like I was like um, ever bored at any point. So that's yeah. great. I also want to. We were talking about you know we would be happy to do another ride along lap of sorts with somebody else. We'd have to we'd have to figure out who that person would be, like why that would work here. But I think you know similar to, like the last thing I said, I think that just Mike being on here was not only fun but also proved that like you know what what this show could be because I think there's there's fun and there's there's something interesting about having a different guest every episode. Definitely is. And you know having some people like having Brian back once a lap or whatever, but I think there's something cool about the continuity. I mean ultimately like the the, the greatest thing would be like if Mr. Vin Diesel himself is just like, "Hey, like let's let's do, let's a, do lap. a lap of everybody." Like the, the Vin Diesel ride along lap. I mean Yeah, that would be Vin incredible. Diesel open door policy. Uh, you're always welcome on the show. Obviously. The other thing I think was really cool about this lap is that Fast and Furious 3, the crossover extravaganza yeah. worked so beautifully for me. And, yeah. you know, we were planning that for a while. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that Brian could come on. We could do the high school aspect, the, the Fast and the Furious aspect, the third third movie aspect, and how that even though that was really long all put together, it all kind of worked out for me. I'm super happy with this lap. I'm still impressed, and I'm excited for the next one, too. Absolutely. Movie-wise, I don't have, like, our plans for the next lap, we're going to tr- we're gonna track the chain, Sisterhood of the yep. Traveling Chain. Yep. We're going to do that. So here's the question. I think, I don't know if we, I don't remember what we've said on past episodes about what we're going to include or not, but you know this this lap we asked Mike every movie and we also answered uh, who do you want to ride with and what car scene do you want to ride in. Yes. So we talked about that. The question we're going to ask everybody next lap uh, that we're also going to answer ourselves: What's the first thing you think of when you think of this movie? So like when you think of Too Fast Too Furious, is it Carter? Is it a, so the scene in the club where there's a rat eating a guy's chest? Yeah, it could be a scene, a character, anything. Yep. Yeah, or is it What's we ain't hungry no of? more or whatever? Yeah, we ain't hungry no more is yeah. I think it'll be a good uh, conversation piece about because it's not necessarily your favorite thing about the movie, although it might be. Yeah, um, but it's just, it's just sort you... of the most memorable thing. Yeah, true. Again, we were saying I think at the beginning of this episode, or no, actually I was saying to you before when I when I sent you the the list of who's going to be on the episodes for yeah, this next lap. This next lap, we're also going to change something up. We're going to have a couple more episodes, a couple extra episodes. I mean, you guys have written in about it, like the hardcore fans have talked about it. We're finally going to watch Los Bandoleros. We're finally going to watch what's the next We're one do called? The turbocharged Prelude. Turbocharged which is Prelude. The six-minute thing that Wes said is not very good. Brian goes from LA down to Miami. Yeah. We're going to do an episode about that between the first and second movies. We're going to do Los Bandoleros between three and four. Yep. We're going to have a special Hobbs and Shaw preview episode. Yeah, because we're going to see that. that it's going to come out this lap. Yeah. True. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to have some kind of like special immediate like Hobbs and Shaw reaction episode. And then maybe I think what we could do is at the end of the lap. Uh, at the end of the lap, maybe you and I do a full episode about Hobbs and Shaw, and then the next lap we bring in Mike or what? You know what I mean? Like it's gonna because it's gonna fit in. It's gonna come after eight. This is gonna be the ninth movie because we're gonna watch them as they come out. So yep, yeah. This is going to be like a thirteen episode lap, I think, which is gonna be uh, you know it's the show's little... not that old, but it's gonna be the longest you know the longest in a in a in a in a series so far. So yeah, it's we got some uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. I think so. I think so too. I'm excited for it. I hope you are excited too. I mean, email us family at cageclub.me if you have ideas for episodes or things for us to cover or whatever or you know things you want to see on the show or segment ideas you we know take whatever suggestions man exactly I, like it we have some laps planned out so it might not pan out immediately but we're doing this fucking forever so if you're in for the yep. long haul we are too and it'll come around yes, eventually. sir 
Yes, sir. So now, Joe, this this lap, uh, okay. we added a question. Yes. We need to both answer it. What is it? Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? Revenge of the Nerds. I was always okay. a nerd growing up. Um, Revenge of the Nerds gave me hope that one day I might touch a girl's boobs, too. So... <laughs> I like that answer. I wish that I could give that answer myself. I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds. Oh God! So by default, I gotta go to the Dark Knight. Oh, that sucks. Revenge of the Nerds is cool. It's it's like it's a fun movie. It's very late '80s, early '90s kind of comedy. Yeah, it's it's a good time. Go go give it a watch. It's 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 worth it. It's it's not bad. Plus, you know, you have like some great lines. It's 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 along the lines of Animal House. It's just like Animal House from a different perspective, right? Like yeah, it's very similar. So I get it. That'll do for that segment. I think I don't think we have any more questions. So, um, next up, we have our favorite game. Unless I'm missing anything, uh, this ain't no ten second race. AKA... No, we have to do our fucking rankings. Well, oh right. Well, okay, we can do our rankings. Sure. Okay, let's do that. I wanted to say that Joey has been super bonered to re-rank the movies. What our like general rankings are, right? Yep. Yep. And I told him I am absolutely not doing that this lap. <laughs> that, because you are nothing if not not a team player. <laughs> I'm not a team player unless I want to be. So, no, I'm not re-ranking my movies yet. I'm going to wait till the end of lap five, give five an even round five watches, and then I'll re-rank my movies. But would you like to go first, or would you like to hear my al- alternative rankings? Well, so here's the thing. So we what? now have, between people who have been on the episodes and people yeah. who have written in, we including us, we have 19 different rankings of the movies. Okay. Not We're joke rankings, there. not like, you know, my favorite sponsors from Last Lap. No. Not whatever you did Last Lap. These are yeah. actual favorites one through eight. Okay? Yep. yep. So what, I, what I'm going to do here, I'll, I'll give mine quickly. I'm, I'm going to erase yours because as you requested... I'm going to erase yours. We're going to average 18 different ones. Okay. Um, so here are, my, here are my rankings from 8 to 1, which I think... I, I don't know that they're they're too different from what they were. Okay. They're different from they originally were. So number 8, Fate of the Furious. Cool. Again, I like it more each time, but it's still not, you know... Yeah. It's, it's, I don't I don't like a movie less than that. Dude, I can't wait till we have to put Hobbs and Shaw in this. Wow, it's going to be weird. <sighs> and we're going to need everybody's new rankings. I know. Yeah, or just where it is, yeah. Uh, number 7... I have Fast and Furious, number four. Okay. And number six, I have Too Fast, Too Furious. So I, I flip-flop those from my original or something. They're not, again, I like both those movies. Yeah. I just like the other ones more. But two's creeping up on you. It is. Two's creeping up. Number five, Tokyo Drift. Okay, whoa. Which fell a couple spots, I know. Yeah. This, again, I might, uh, this is this is so tough in here. This, like, this, this three, four, five is very tight. <laughs> it's, it's very tight, very tight. Yeah. One and two are clear for me. Yep. And then six, seven, eight are clear for me in some order. Yep. But three, four, five is basically I like them all equally, kind of. Okay. Number four, I have the first one, Fast and Furious. Number three, I have Furious Seven. Okay. Um, and then number two and number one, the same where they six. were. Number two, Fast Five. Number one, Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So here we have actually here. I, w- I want you to guess because you you give a sense of you know what uh, people have said what people have written in. I know you don't remember verbatim, but you sort of have a sense of, like, what people like. I want you to guess what you think, the 18 lists that we have, what the order is from favorite to least favorite. You can either go from most to least or least to most, because, I mean, it's it's sort of the same thing. I'm going to go least is definitely uh, Fate. Uh, Yes, correct. Second least is going to be... Actually, hold on. So, Fate of the Furious has an average. So, it's an average of one through eight. So, if everyone gave a movie a one the average would be one. If everybody gave the movie an eight, the average would be an eight. Yeah, makes um, sense. So realistically, it's a one and one and change up to seven and change 
Uh, Fate of the Furious, a 6.67, so, so not it's great. low. Yeah. It's low. I'm going to go um, next one, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, no, it's actually higher. Four? Is it four? Fast four is seventh with yeah. a 6.44. Okay, so is, uh, no, two. Two Fast, Two Furious. Two is number five with a 5.33, so it's almost got a whole full ranking point higher. So it's sort of a significant jump. So I'm missing six, huh? The sixth, in sixth place is Two Fast, Two Furious. Oh, okay, I was right, okay. So number eight is Fate with a 6.67. Number seven is the fourth one of the six four four. Yeah. And number six, this is so confusing. I'm even confusing myself when I'm looking at the numbers. Two fast, two furious in sixth place with an average of five point three three. And in fifth place is gonna be Tokyo Drift. Yep, with an average of four eight three. Next one is going to be seven. Yep, with an average of three seven five. And then the one. next one is very, very close. Yes. An average of three six one. And so then that's a, that's six a and five. Gap. Yep. Six is number two oh. with a three one four. And then fast five has an average of two point two two. Like it is leaps and how, bounds. How good did I do on that, by the way? I did pretty good. You you got Anthony and Tokyo Drift, but other than that, once you sort of figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did pretty good, because yeah. you guys know that I drink a lot, and I don't remember shit. People love five, man. Like, people love five. Yes. I, th- I think we both think that six is better, but five is the one that kind of broke things open, right? So Yeah. So, in in that vein, this was the ride-along lap, and, yep. I, and I had a thought that my alternative ranking system, it's not really a ranking, it's just an alternative list. Yeah. It, this is going to be my ride-along list, that if I were to show someone the Fast and the Furious for the first time... Yeah. And they had never seen them, never seen anything yeah. about them. This is the order that I would show them the movies in. Can't be right, can't be wrong. This is just the order that I would choose to show them the movies in. Now, does this list differ? Here's a question for you. What? Does this list differ if, like, say, it's, like, a girlfriend versus just a buddy? Or, like, is it, does it differ if you're if you're watching with so somebody I as thought about this, their own? And I thought about this, because, like, in my head, it was, like, what order would I make my sister watch them in? What order okay. would I make Rachel watch them in? But I think generally... I could give this bliss blindly to anyone, and I would be like, "This is the order I think you." It's should about watch the same in. for everybody. Okay. Yeah. You, might, you like, might tweak it based on uh, based on who you're giving it to, but for the most part. Yeah, like you know, like somebody okay. I deeply know, like you, Rachel, my sister. Like yep. I would obviously give you guys different lists. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this is my general list. Like if if somebody was like, "Hey, I'm gonna start watching the Fast and Furious. I know you guys do a podcast. I, which one should I start with, and what order should I go in? I would go this order. First movie. I didn't even know about the rankings. Fast Five. Gotta okay. go fast five, right? Good, good draw them in. Give them the whole family. Give them the heist stuff. You know, fast five. I think is a good place to start. Which is where I started. Exactly, right? Like it's it's a good place to start. It's a little actiony. It still has a lot of cars. You can go either way on this one, right? Yeah. And second one, I'm gonna go the original Fast and the Furious. You need to see okay. where it started now. Yep, yep. You go back. You learn about Brian. You learn about Dom. You learn about the beginnings, humble beginnings, where they are, where they started. Then you're like, oh, five makes so much sense. Yeah. Third one, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Got to cut Tokyo Drifting. Got to give you a little bit of Han. Got to take you outside the box a little bit. You okay. know, introduce you. Everybody's going to be like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck happened? Curveball. This is the third one? Not, I don't know these guys. You're like, yeah, I know. Wait and see. And three is obviously a prequel to give you six next. Okay. Right? Okay. Because you yep. need to know about Han and Han dying. I wanted to put five and six together, but I don't think you can because you can't kill Han before they know who Han is. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yes, I I love I just love the way you said that. Yes, you can't kill him before you know him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's why that's why I gotta give you three because I was thinking in my head I was like, oh, maybe we could do six first. Don't show the end credit scene three and then show the end credit scene. But I was like, too many DVD switches. Yeah, this way's a little bit cleaner. This is cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. There's not instructions in between, not when to stop, where to learn who Han is, 
Then we go to six, World Longs Runway. Yeah. Seven is next because okay. you're going to know that Paul Walker eventually has to go. Right. So let's bring it in here. Let's just fucking do it. So that means that your last three are two, four, and eight, which are my three least favorite and overall the least favorite in the franchise. Yes. Next up, we're going to go four because once Brian dies, got to kill Letty too, right? What? I, that was my logic. I was like, if you're actually sad that Paul Walker dies, you know Letty's still alive. So why don't we just fucking do it? After four, got to cut in some fun. Give you Too Fast, Too Forever. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep. No, I'm not going to make you listen to the whole podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at, at what point in the series do you make us? Do you make the, the person listen to every episode of this show? But no, you cut in a little Tyrese. This one's a little fun. It, it kind of exists outside the canon. You know, that would be it. And then the last one, leave them with fate. They, they've made it the whole way. you got to watch it like we did. You've made it this whole way. Tell me what you think now. We're, you've seen where we were, where we went. Now, what, what do you think? And um, I think that's that's my order that I would go in to show a new person. So let me see if I remember. So you have five, one, yes. three. Yes. Six, seven. Yes. Four, two, eight. Yep. Cool. I think that's the definitive order I would show a new person Fast and the Furious in. Joe? What? Breaking news. What? New email from Wells Lamont. Right now? Just came in. Breaking news? Okay, cool. Okay, okay. So, so, yeah, that was my that was my rankings this time. That doesn't have anything to do with the rankings of how I like them, but that was my that was my list I made for this movie set, this lap. Cool. Throw that paper away. In honor, This is the subject line. In honor of John Singleton passing away, I would like to share some of my favorite lesser-known lines, classic lines, Okay. from Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. Wells writes, one of my favorite lines in 2F2F... Was he just, like... Was his ears tickling? Like, did he just, like, know we were doing this? At, holy shit, this is crazy that he wrote in, like, right as we're recording. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, but, you know, every time we're recording, I always, like, check my phone to see if anything, you know, popping yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Anything coming in. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, like, this actually, you know, this, this matters. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in 2F2F is in the scene where the one cop got pissed at Roman because Roman shot him earlier in the movie. Yes. In this scene, Bilkins tells Brian something about a drop with Fuentes, and Roman says to Bilkins, nah, there's only one problem, Fuentes, Verona's tapping her. Yeah. Bilkins replies in a deep, curious voice, tapping her? Tapping her how? It's funny because he's so intrigued and almost seems to want details of this possible bang sesh between Verona and Fuentes. <laughs> Bilkins obviously meant he was tapping her like the feds or he's tapping her in the bedroom. I, would like, I like to assume that Bilkins was asking about positions. I'll leave it at that without getting raunchy. Another under the radar line, butt stuff. Yeah. Another under the radar line I always thought was interesting in a 2F2F fantastically awkward way is when P walks and T Gibbs go with the bodyguards to get the money at the trailer park, and all of a sudden you hear you start to hear the helicopters and sirens. Brian's outside at this point, he hears these helicopters and sirens and walks like 15 feet or so toward the sound. He looks around kind of puzzled, like it wasn't obvious (laughs) that it was the police coming to get them. And then in a super dramatic but subtle way, he says, "Cops." His voice trembles and his jaw quivers in this close-up <laughs> shot of Brian's face. It's another great overly dramatic line delivered by Paul. It's a, quote, only funny once you notice it type thing. So me explaining it is more of a suggestion to look out for it next time you watch this masterpiece. <laughs> well, you got me laughing just describing it. So I'm thankful already, but I promise I will watch for it. Here's a time. twist ending. This line is edited out of the cable version on USA and TNT. So if that's the only place you've seen it, you never would have heard this hidden gem. Cops. An all-time classic scene and one I make sure to pay attention to every time is when P. Walks delivers the most lackluster line in movie history. 
I'm not exactly sure why the line came out the way it did. So him and Rome are about to race for pink slips versus the muscle car dudes. And the dudes walk up to Brian and Rome and say, we heard you boys want to get rid of those Cracker Jack toys. In which Brian comes back with, well, actually, we just thought these cars deserve better drivers, which is why we're going to take them off your hands. Now, I think Brian was going for smooth, unrattled, cool guy, but it came out so monotone and so <laughs> underwhelming, it was like he was reading lines off a piece of paper as he woke up from a six-year coma. And then, after the race, <laughs> when they lose their cars, the pose that the two muscle car dudes are in with the yeah. two girls is so uncalled for. Yeah, it's like it's like back-to-back boy band. He says it looks like an album cover for some yep. Christian rock there band. It's yep. awesome. Dude in the left is super dramatic with his head down and his, hurt, his, his shirt blowing. John Singleton and the editor of this film must have had so much fun making this masterpiece. Amen. R.I.P. John Singleton. Thank you, Wells, for writing in your favorite quotes. And thank you for making me laugh, man. You got me good there. And um, I appreciate it. I always appreciate laughing. So thank you for that email. Two more things before I finish up here. Hope you or Have you guys seen Super Fast, the Fast and Furious spoof movie? I thought it was strange and not so great, but I'm going to give it another chance. I hope they make another spoof that's really good, because as lovers of the franchise, we deserve it, and it would be awesome. I never even heard of it before a little bit ago, and I, I don't did. remember why I heard... Why do we... Why did it come know. up? We was it because it. was it in our film club where people were talking about like movies? I think so. Action movies, or, like these kind of movies. I think so. I think it was that. I think that we're getting to a point, Wells, where the, the movies are so big, yeah, that we might actually get a good satire movie of them. I also think they're just kind of becoming the satire movies of themselves in a way. In True. A, in a way. Very good point. Yeah. So here's another thing. You know, there's 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 movies we always talked about. Uh, doing pit stops, right? Like doing, you know, laps where we have different movies or whatever. I'm thinking, you know, maybe instead of doing that, because I feel like at least at this point in my life where I'm still doing the Tom Tom Club and I'm still doing other stuff, I don't want to go, I don't want to make this a weekly podcast and I don't want to do the Fast and Furious movies less frequently than every two weeks. So maybe, you know, not this lap because we have the extra bonus episodes already, but maybe in future laps, maybe we just cut into a movie or two and do a pit stop about super fast or about torque or about, you know, smoking the bandit or whatever. Yep. Where I think, cause I, I still love the idea of pit Same. stops, but I also, I, at least for now, until we start making, what were we saying? You know, 120 K a month on, uh, on Patreon or whatever. And like, this yeah. is a job, you know, I don't want I don't want to cut in more episodes like that, but I'd be happy to do once a lap or twice a lap or whatever. Agreed. Just an extra movie. Um, yeah. I'll go from there. So, okay. So, super fast, coming eventually to a podcast feed near you. Well, it says, lastly, my friend who loves these movies, in parentheses, after I made him appreciate them enough to purchase all of them. Word. Shout out, yeah. Wells. Wells, we've boy, been do the podcast brother. for your friend. Yeah, we've all been there, though. We've all had to convert somebody we know, somebody that we loved. We had to teach them the ways. Yeah. The ways of the road. He says, his friend thought a, quote, 10-second car meant how long it takes to work, or meant how long it takes to work on it. I know what you're thinking. What does that even mean? I asked him, and he said he thought it just meant an easy car to work on, a quick fix car. I politely explained to him that his car is quarter mile time and how there's no such thing as a car that takes 10 seconds to work on. That that sounds like a friend that has never worked on a car before. Or on anything. On a, Yeah, or built Ikea furniture, apparently. Oh <laughs> I would love a 10-second... Ikea desk, right? Oh Ikea... Dr- Do you ever try to build an Ikea dresser? Uh, I built... four so hours. When I bought my house, I built uh, the, the, the king bed, which is actually easy. The yeah, beds are easy. I'm talking dressers. When you have I to build a dresser, shelves, yeah. I built two end tables, which are basically like a, a half a dresser. Yeah. I also built a desk, and I built two bookshelves. Like, it was... Painful. 
15 hours of my life building those, like, six things? <laughs> no, dude. The dressers are the worst. And Rachel likes to buy these dressers with, like, fucking, like, the wacky flip-up top and shit like that. <sighs> these are, like, seven-hour dressers that we're building Ikea furniture. The weirdest thing about it... So, like, the Ikea thing, like, it's all... Like, it is simple to do. Yeah. But you're looking at the instructions. You're like, I don't know how what I'm building and how these pieces look. I don't know how this becomes a dresser. And it's like you build, the, dress, you build, you build, you build the drawer, like, upside down or what? It's just, like, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. 10 second car. Thank you. Well says, okay, bros, great episode as usual. Always good stuff. Peace out. I'm a holler at you players later. P.S. Oil is at least three syllables. I went to Stanford and I majored in syllables and letter spacing. So you should trust me on this. <laughs> he got me again at the end. I thought we were done laughing about this. Oil. How do you even say it with three syllables? Oil. 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 Oyola. Oyola. Oh, okay. Three. Okay. Oyola. He went to Stanford. He majored in syllables and, and letter spacing. <laughs> Let- <laughs> okay. I trust him. I believe it. I have no reason to doubt Wells. No reason. Cool. Well, well shout out Wells. I mean, you, can't, you came in right under the wire. That was perfect timing. Yeah. As... I can't believe you're going to listen to this episode or you're going to think your email didn't get in, but then we're going to smash you with it at the end there. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. All right. Now. Now it is time, now that we've done our rankings, now it is time for this Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. I need to, st- I need to like, settle down, because, like, sorry. I, lo- I, lo- I mean, I love hearing from everybody, but Wells just brings this, like, other kind of energy to these episodes. I mean, <laughs> I, like, Wes brings the thoughtfulness, Wes brings the analytics, like, Wes yeah. is like me, like, Wes is, like, very structured, very ordered, like, this is all the things, I think, and then yeah. Wells comes in like you, he's just like, hey guys, I'm here, fuck you, I'm out. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Yeah, and he he resonates with me very very well. That's mm-hmm. what I I feel I feel great. Like I there's a connection there. <laughs> so God. he 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 could definitely we could definitely be a combo. So you're definitely kindred spirits. Okay, we are. Yeah. So last episode, Joe. Yes. I found at i seventy one sheriff on Twitter Matt Sheriff watching that class that eighties classic and in my head prequel to Hobbs and Shaw Tango and Cash hilarious boy do we have a podcast for you nothing of course why would i yeah amen you found charlize at charlie zebra 15 i want to have a fast and furious marathon winky face emoji boy do we have a podcast for you and as we knew from the last episode she liked the tweet one point one point there we go where am i at 15 i have five mike has nine chris podcast has one okay mike manzi his last opportunity to get points for a little while. Eugene at Iago Eugene or Ligo Eugene. I don't know if it's an I or an L. The Fate of the Furious still does it for me. Can watch it over and over and still won't get tired of it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Oh, damn. So Mike finishes the ride-along lap. Eight episodes, nine points. That's not so bad considering this is episode 31 <laughs> and you have, and five. I have five points. Yeah, and and a lot of people have zero. Like a whole slew of guests have zero. It's a tough game, man. This is this, this ain't no 10 second race. So why don't you give me hit me with your Okay. So this one this one I'm really proud of. I um I forgot we were recording tonight, but I found this this morning. It's actually somebody I do follow. He he, he talks a lot I'm, I'm assuming it's a he just by the name. Talks a lot about Oh, he manages Penn's blog. So he writes a blog about the Pittsburgh Penguins or manages it. Um I read that a lot because you know they have a lot of like news. I'm a big hockey fan, I'm a big Penguins fan. He goes by um Tormin Jeffsbane. At G underscore off eight one seven. Okay. And and I'll give you some context to this. You know you know um the director of Too Fast Too Furious uh, died 
yesterday. John Singleton, yep. John Singleton. Ira Madison III, who is a writer for Daybreak on Netflix. He seems to have a podcast, I think. He tweets, put some respect on Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Which I agree with. But my, my man um, Geoff here, Torment, wrote, I literally put a ring on this shit in yeah. reply to that tweet. And he goes on, so the night I proposed to my wretched fiance. Interesting choice of words. I put a ring inside the case of Too Fast, Too Furious, which he doesn't space, which I loved because, you know, we use the no space in Too Fast, Too Forever. We got back to our hotel after dinner. She hit the bathroom and I put the pens game on. Phil had just scored. Phil Kessel. She comes out and I look at her and go, you want to stay in and watch the rest of this game or watch this as I handed her the DVD. These are multiple tweets. Yeah. We don't have a DVD player in here, do we? She says, sure. It's in the dresser. Get the DVD out. She opens the case, sees everything inside, the DVD being the most important piece, obviously, and is met with, so you want to get married or something? Anyway, she probably still hasn't said yes or whatever, and I can't find the pic of the ring in the case, but it's on our mantle above our TV, so. And he has the Too Fast, Too Furious case on his mantle. And I think that that's just such a beautiful thing. Of all of the Fast and the Furious... Like, first of all, you choose a Fast and the Furious movie. And of all the choices, you choose Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. And for him to offer it during a Penguins game, which I know how much that means to me. And she was just like, why are you asking this question? You don't want to watch the game. Because she knew, like a real woman that you'd want to marry, that the answer was, obviously, I want to watch the game. And then this happens. So I would like to reply to him. Because, boy, do we have a podcast for him. Are you going to help me pick which tweet we reply to, or just like the first one? I want you to whatever link you send me, whatever tweet, direct tweet link you send me is the one I'm going to reply to. So it's up to you. Whatever one you think is best. I'm going to go with the last one of the story. Anyway, she probably still hasn't said yes or whatever, and I can't find the pick of the ring in the case, but it's on our TV. It's on the mantle above the TV, and I'm going to send this to you now. Okay. So while while you were reading that, I was looking for my own tweet. And what's actually kind of a cool little coincidence what? is that one guest that we're going to have on our next lap, which is who's Kate Hudson, not the Kate Hudson, but she uh, goes and she's Kate Hudson. She's a writer. She's a, an entertainment writer in Los Angeles. That Brian Rodriguez of the High School Summer Party podcast, who's been on two episodes so far of this show, found her and she uh, he had her on an episode of his show of High School Slumber Party. Yeah. I was just looking for people who wrote about John Singleton, and she actually wrote a thing on Pajiba, Pajiba? I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Pajiba, I think. An ode to Too Fast, Too Furious, one of John Singleton's finest movies. Um, she wrote that yesterday, so I just retweeted it at, at Cage Club Pod. But I think it's cool that this, this woman that we're going to have on our show loved the movies and loves the franchise so much that she wrote about yeah. uh, an ode to 2F2F. Not us. Awesome. So you're trying to get that good likes and stuff in with someone we're gonna that's going to be on the episodes? No, I'm not responding to her. I just retweeted it. Okay. But go ahead. Who, what's your tweet that you picked then? Like, I found this tweet. This is not what I'm going to do because like, I, I was trying to find something like this. So what are you trying to play? Like, do two tweets? No, no, no. I'm not going to do this one because I feel like it's, it's not quite respectful to the tweet. Um, okay. This is from uh, Roxana, Roxanne, Roxy at Roxana Haddadi, R.I.P. John Singleton, a man who I first, I think of first and foremost as uncompromising. Every film was undeterred by his vision. Even a franchise film like Too Fast, Too Furious, he tapped into something gritty and dynamic and compassionate, Boys in the Hood, to Poetic Justice, to Four Brothers. So I'm just going to give her a yeah. like, but I'm not going to reply, because I feel like that's a nice yeah, thing that she did. And, you know, yeah, you're, and, you're encroaching on their sentiments, yeah. Okay, I found one. All right, here we go. Go ahead. So this actually, there's actually two. So, okay, so originally, I'm going to, actually, I'm going to go, well, fuck. 
Man, it's tough. Make up your mind, man. I'm, I'm going to read you both, and then I'm going to pick the one I'm gonna, in my heart, not based on what you say. But So I have Scott Stamper at Durful McGuffin. Okay. Uh, says, John Cena in Fast 9, me likey. And then Reverse Dar 19, John Loves Endgame at Reverse DJM says, so first we got Keanu Reeves and Hobbs and Shaw, and now we got Cena in Fast 9. And then it's got Will Ferrell and Grocery Star saying, awesome, yes. Um, and he's just punching the uh, the grocery store. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to reply to... Reverse DJM. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yeah, because that's the good one. He he knows both newses of yeah. the day. So. And plus, you know, I feel like, and this this also might be wrong because I am very clearly not good at this game, but I feel like people who use GIFs or GIFs on Twitter <laughs> are more likely to be interacting with people. Um, Maybe. So we'll see. Who knows? Good lap, I think. Good, good game, I think. So the yeah. question now here is, do you want to do... The uh, car game now, or do you want to do it? Uh... I say we do it. Go for it. Okay. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna be my first one without Mike in a while. It's true. It's very, very true. And okay. It's rare. I mean, there's rare. We we never do an episode just you and me anymore. So yeah, that's what. That's why I wanted to do it. Let's get it in there. Okay. Let me just copy this link in here. All right. So I'm gonna go back to the email. Go back to Wes's email. So Wes sent in a car picture. If you have a car picture, you want us to guess. Family at cageclub.me. Okay. Okay. With a new super, I figured it was about fifty-fifty whether Joe would either have no idea or would know it immediately. So I'm glad he was able to jump on it right away. Yep. Also, a minor correction from last time, Brian Super was the orange one he rebuilt with Dom. His green car was the Eclipse yes. that he races at the beginning, and Johnny Tran blows up. Makes sense, yeah. So this is now a car. Wes sends in three pictures. It's three different cars. Or it's the same car, but three different actual models. So, Joe, I got lots of colors for you. So hold on. Let me, let me <laughs> read these. Let me save these pictures to my computer first. Give me one second. Okay. Uh, it's a 2010 car. I believe it's American. Let me find out, though, for sure. It is... Oh, no, it's a British car. Okay. These cars were produced from 52 to 65, and then 84 to present. Okay. He says that this manufacturer is English, but has been owned by a different company um, for for an uh, indeterminate period of time that I'm not going to give you, because I don't want to give you too many hints. Okay. This car was used in one of the movies in the franchise, which I'll give you a hint later if you need it. Um, and one of the car pictures he includes is the car, the actual car that was in the movie, okay? I'm going to guess, can I just make a guess? Sure. Mini Cooper. No. So I'll, I'll actually describe the car that is in Please. the movie, okay? Yeah, that's fine. It's white and red. Okay. White and red. It's uh, it's sort of a red, imagine the car is a head of hair, the red is a mohawk, the white is everything else. So it has a red racing stripe. But it's, it's more than a racing stripe. It's like the whole hood and the part of the car that is around the windshield and then the roof and then the back, from what I can see, is all red. The sides are okay. white. It's a sleek, it's a rounded, it's a sportier car. Okay. Two rounded headlights on both sides. Okay. Two-door sedan. Okay. Grill in the front is rectangular but rounded at the top and rounded and sort of like angled on the sides a little is, bit. Is it a Jaguar? No. Is it an Aston Martin? Nope. The back, it's it's a very smooth, I think all the way around, it feels like there's very, there's nothing that's sticking out that shouldn't be there. Like, it's a very tapered design, if you will. Um, the trunk in the back, um, what British people call the boot, if that helps. Yes. Doesn't look like there's even a handle. It just looks like it. you have to, you have to pop it from inside the car, I would imagine. What? The back, there's two exhausts. It's a, it's a, a fancy car. It's a very fancy a car. Jaguar, not an MG, not a Mini. I can't even think of any other British... Um, there are two rear exhausts, both oval on okay. the back. The, what uh, British manufacturer am I forgetting? Let me think. Arguably more more expensive than any of those. 
And you've named some expensive ones. Yeah, what's a more expensive British manufacturer? Is, are you sure it's a British manufacturer? Yep. You are. Yep. That's what's throwing me off, because now I'm trying to So here's of... some more hints. So uh, it was driven by Roman in Fate of the Furious. Um, it's the car that he uses to chase Dom in the New York scene, if you remember. Okay. Uh, it's been owned by Volkswagen since 98. It's been owned by Volkswagen. Volkswagen owns Audi. Okay. And what else? Alphabetically, you're very close. I said Aston Martin. No, not that close. Alfa Romeo? Not that close. B? Something yep. with a B? Yep. What is what was the British car maker name with a B? A Bugatti? No. Nope. Bugatti's French. I don't know. Keep going. It, this is it's tough, man. I don't have a lot more to describe. It's a, it's a sleek, low-profile car. I I don't remember what he's driving in that scene. I guess here's another hint. Uh, one of the cars he he shows me is white and one silver. Um, so there you go. I, I I don't I really don't know how to describe this car any better because there's there's not a lot it of. It Starts with a B though. What's the manufacturer? Well, the, the manufacturer is the B. Yeah. What is what is it? I'm I'm like getting to the end here. Bentley. Oh fuck me. Oh god. It's a Bentley Continental. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Continental. Bentley. How the fuck did I not get to Bentley? God damn it. Yeah, totally missed it. And the top one, the one, the red and white one, that's the one that Roman drives in Fate. Yeah, he does drive a Bentley. That's right. Well, that was good. You stumped me. The the car is slick. There's not a lot to... It's not a very describable car, I don't think. If you would have said it looks like a Chrysler 300, I would have gotten it immediately. Is that, just a, is that the Cat Williams joke? Yes. Do you know That's that joke? That's 1,000% the Cat Williams joke. Yep. Be happy you got a Chrysler 300. Stop walking around talking shit, talking about, nigga, I got it because it looked just like a Phantom. No, nigga. It looked like a Chrysler 300. The fuck? The fuck the part is it do look like a Phantom until a Phantom pull up. Then you defend that motherfucker, nigga. This is bullshit. I don't even want to be on this street, nigga. I don't even want... But yes, that's exactly what it is. This, if, did you ever see a... You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks just like a Chrysler 300. They, like, yeah. made them to look like Bentleys. Yeah, exactly. No, that was a good one. I was stumped. I totally forgot Bentley was a fucking English car maker, and I should have gotten it from that. Yeah. But you heard that I was hung up on Aston Martin and Jaguar and MG and... And mini, so. Yeah. So that'll just about do it for this episode. Next week, there's a bonus episode. We've got You Are My Lifespan Chapter 2, the fan fiction. So if nothing else in that episode. If you've been waiting to catch up, if you've been waiting to catch up to You Are My Lifespan, <laughs> trust me, it's going to get fucking If rowdy. you've been waiting 17 weeks or whatever since the last episode, here comes Chapter 2, Down the Hatch, next week. No other, another, nothing, nothing else in that episode. Behind the scenes, we're about to record it right now. Yep. But, you know, there's no mailbag, there's nothing else. Just, um, so just, just that. We give it the attention it deserves. Ellie Toretto, the fictional sister of Dominic Toretto, apparently in love with both Johnny Tran and eventually International Bad Boy. So we will see how that shapes up. Shapes up. But um, Joe, this is a good lap. I'm I'm still happy that I'm still very happy that we're doing this show. Same. I, I'm, I'm not bored with it. People email in to family. It's cool getting emails from new fans. It's so it's so fun. I can't believe that people were listening to it. I'm glad, like I'm glad. I'm glad you guys like the movies as much as we do. We like them. Hopefully, we're doing them justice to you. But I mean, all the emails we get seem to be pretty positive. Nobody's told us to go fuck ourselves yet, so that's good. Family at cageclub.me. Um, leave us a review on iTunes if you want. Please, uh, if you don't if mind. You, if you want to join our watch along for whenever that's going to be, maybe for Ooh. Tokyo Drift, maybe for Fast and Furious. Driving. 
drive-in, obviously. We should yep. go drive-in, right? The drive-in, yep. Yeah. Email family at cavescope.me, either in your regular email or not, and we will send you the link. We'll also create a Facebook event for that. But yeah, so uh, again, thank you for listening. We'll be back in Thanks, one week. Thank you, Mike. We'll be back in one week for You Are My Lifespan with a special voice that you might have heard a lot this last lap. And we'll be back in two weeks for lap four of The Fast and the Furious. Um, any other final thoughts on tonight's episode, Joe, before we close up shop in... No, oh, we... we forgot to say, we're we're broadcasting live from Han's Garage in Tokyo. Oh, that's right, yeah. Way to leave it till the end, but we tucked it in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Live from Han's Garage in Tokyo, Fast yeah. and Furious. Yeah. How can we forget we took those flights for 16 hours? <laughs> you know, and we, and we I, I'm glad the seats were a little bit more comfortable than that racing seat that we got, but, you know... Yeah. It's fine. Uh, shout out. Who's our sponsor? One more time. Shout out our sponsor. Sparko. Sparko, thank you for providing us with those luxury racing seats that are worth $8,000. Joey and I love them. I put mine in my Nissan Versa. Mine just in it. my living room. And uh, yeah, I feel I feel faster and more furious when I'm sitting in it. Super cool. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Let us know what your rankings are. Let us know your film franchise. Let us know if you want to join us for the drive-in this lap sometime. Just say hi. Let us know that you're listening. It's seriously the coolest thing. Tell us to fuck off. Whatever you want to do, send us hate mail. We love it. We really do love it. Family at cageclub.me. Yeah, amen. Uh, but no, we we do love it. I mean, it's it's genuinely the best thing, and it makes me so 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 happy. Really, truly. So, lap four coming up soon. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you in one week for you and my lifespan, and two weeks for the Fast and the Furious, right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. People know me by the way I